0: Welcome to the Cover Zero podcast. We are hitting y'all with another division preview for the 2023 season. Tonight, it's me plus three other extraordinary gentlemen. First, Henry, Mr. Ravens General. How are you doing tonight, bro?
1: Doing well, doing well. Uh, We got some preseason games going on, so that's always a good time.
0: Always a good time. Let's us know football is right around the corner. Tonight, we have a guest as well. Uh, everyone listening from SSAW knows him as well as some people on the sports debate network. Jordan Levas joining the show for the first time. How are you doing tonight, bro?
2: Doing good. Busy day. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Jay, I know you are on the show as well. Welcome back. Excited for this division.
2: Yeah, man. I'm excited,
3: man. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about the division.
0: Yeah. Oh, I definitely. think this division has a good chance to be the best in the NFL this year provided health, of course, as okay. we always say, for the many caveats for all these teams. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I that... mm-hmm. We will start, of course, with the team that was in last last year in the division, which starts us off at the New York Jets. This team had a four-game win streak in October, and then plus a uh, Week 9 home win over the Bills that landed them at 6-3, and three, heading into the bye week. But then December hit they lost 7 of their last 8 games and failed to even score a TD in half of those games in the in the season. Nonetheless finished at 7 and 10 with 3 and 5 at home, 4 and 5 away. Jordan, one of the big reasons we had you join tonight or LeVos, I should say for everybody listening. Uh one of the reasons we had you join tonight is you are a New Yorker at heart, a Jets fan, and just last season overall, what was it like being a Jets
2: fan and what did you think of the year? It was fun when it started but I mean, there was enough Zach Wilson the year before, and I never wanted to begin with. And I just knew that watching that offense, there just was no way. Um, I I knew it wasn't going to last. It was tough. It was tough to watch because I'm just like anybody, literally anyone. And then Mike White, he gave me a little hope that maybe he could just, they just finally would be like, whatever, get him, get Wilson on the bench. It doesn't matter anymore. This is the best chance we have, even though it's still not that great in Mike White. He goes down with an injury, and at that point, it just all hope is lost. And then you you get 10-3 to the Patriots, and everything goes bad from there. I remember that
0: Patriots game. They were, like, so scared to even try to let Zach Wilson throw it because they knew kind of what the result was going to be. Why are
2: you punting to him?
0: (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, it's, it's representative in the stats as well. Last year for this squad, they were 29th in points per game, 25th in yards per game offensively. Passing yards, surprisingly, this team was 15th, like right in the middle of the league in pass attempts. They were seventh. A lot of that, though, comes from earlier in the season. Joe Flacco had started several games for them, had a whole bunch of different pass attempts, and that just kind of threw off some of the numbers there. But 31st in pass TDs, 25th in rushing yards, just really not a lot to really be excited about on that side of the ball. Defensively, however, though, this defense was nice. I liked this unit last year. Fourth in points per game, fourth in yards per game allowed. They were 16th against the run and third against the pass, only allowing 189 yards through the air last season, fewest pass TDs allowed in the NFL, and their scoring rate they were fifth in terms of the amount of point the amount of drives that they allowed uh, an offensive score. The pressure rate was third in the NFL, and then their sacks were seventh. So you had a defense that was nasty in coverage, nasty in the pass rush, solid enough at least against the run, and just you know schematically. That Robert Sala team, they don't really blitz a lot, and that led to a lot of success for them, considering the guys they had on the back end, which, of course, we will get to. But as I mentioned, Robert Sala, not really blitzing a lot in his third year over there as we look at the coaching staff. And, Jay, I'm going to start this one off with you. He's been over there for a while now, kind of supplanted his guys in there, his culture. What are your thoughts on him as a head coach?
3: I like him, man. I do like him as a head coach. I just think, you know, they just need to get that QB. They got to get the QB situated, which they got Aaron Rodgers there. I think, you know, that you 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 know what what that what they intend to do. They're trying to every year, every team is intending to try to make the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl and win it and all of that. But there's only a certain amount of teams that really have the talent to do that. And I think this Robert Sala Jets team has the pieces to do it now with adding Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I like him, man. I like the defense that he built over there, like you mentioned, the pass rush, the secondary. They draft they've drafted really, really well. Um, they've had some injuries, obviously, on that old line, you know, but for the most part, they've drafted really, really well. And you gotta give him credit. You gotta you gotta give him partially credit for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then um, you know, obviously even with Zach Wilson, man, like I mean when he was coming out, you know, I know uh Levi, he was saying that you didn't really want him. I was a fan of him, man. I, I thought, you know, I'm I'm disappointed that he he's just not turning out to be the guy that, you know, I expected him to be. I thought he was uh, I thought he was gonna be pretty good, you know, in the NFL. And and when you have such a stacked defense and you have a running game, you know, Robert Siler, he had it he had it kind of made for him. You got a defense, you got a running yeah. game. You know, what what more, you know, okay, you, you you're not the passer we want, but can you at least he couldn't do I mean he <laughs> he just He's not good for one game, you know yeah, I no. mean let alone, you know, like you said, Mike White, okay, yeah, you know, he can give us a few games, maybe he can win, maybe you get him out there for four games, he win two, lose two, maybe I don't know, you know obviously that didn't happen, but you know, those guys, that's what you that's what you look into. Zach Wilson, you know, he had everything in place, and he just you know he's just not he's not capable not capable of doing anything, you know, as far as uh, even being an okay QB I wouldn't even have a QB too. I mean, that's what he's going to be, obviously. But yeah, but going back to your question, not to ramble off too much, man. I, I think Robert Sala has done a really, really good job, man. I really do believe that. I like him bringing in Nat, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who I will get into, um, to tie in with the quarterback he brought in with Aaron Rodgers. I just like the moves he made, man, from the draft, from the draftees to, you know, the veteran players from free agency to, you know, um, the defense, obviously, that he built. You know, I, I, like, I like what he's done. I like what he's done, you know, and, and hopefully this is a year where, you know, they really can make some real noise. Yeah. What yeah. did you like about their draft? If I got to go with their draft, man, I, I, I like Will McDonald. That was somebody – matter of fact, we spoke on the phone about him. That was somebody that I like. You add more – pass. you can't have enough pass rushers. You know, we talk about the trenches a lot, you know, on this show. And, you know, O-line, D-line, you know, from pass rushers to defensive tackles, those are players you can't have enough of. And Will McDonald was somebody I really like out of Iowa State. <clears throat> and then uh, Joe Tittman, you know, uh, out of Wisconsin. He was somebody that I liked as well. You know, again, you, you, you stand in the trenches. So that's what I really liked about the draft. And then just before that, you know, you look at the other players that they added. You know, they've added some really, really good players, you know, throughout the years with him being there. So, you know, yeah. Yeah,
0: just a year removed from drafting the offensive and defensive rookie of the year last season.
3: You're right, 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 you you add you add a mod that's what I'm saying, you can go back before that you can add a mod, you know who was my favorite corner coming out, so you know I mean Same. Every, I can't believe
2: he got passed yeah, bro, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I can't you believe know he got passed,
3: that's yeah, cool. yeah, so I mean, you know anybody you know so far from what they've done so far through the draft, I've liked you know, um, and i I especially like because of the position that they added to, you know, and those mm-hmm. players, you know I like those players.
2: Yeah. Losing Sheldon Rankins isn't isn't the end of the world, but it doesn't help um when you've got a pretty shallow, shallow depth of defense. So getting an edge rusher, if he's if he's worth anything yeah. from Iowa State, like you said, was is gonna do something there to help him out in any kind of lineman they can get right now. I mean, I can go right. later, but my God, right, yeah, I mean, they're he's, gonna need some line help. And then when you have a really good
3: defense like that, that helps out young players like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's not it's not like he's coming to a team where he's the number one guy. We need him to really you know, we're going to start with him, you know, to help build this defense up. He don't have a lot of pressure like that on him because the defense is already really built up for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And he, yeah.
1: Enough yeah. Pressure. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's like a different body type also. Like that speed, twitchy, long, lean guy. It reminds me of, uh, of Brian Burns. Yeah. 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 Like leaner, longer, but has that really good change of direction. has got a nice bend on the edge. Yeah. no, I, I, I like that pick as well. And to look back at the coaching staff, and Jay, you kind of mentioned him a little bit. And Henry, I want to ask you the question, though, on your thoughts on this guy. Nathaniel Hackett comes back over as the offensive coordinator for this team. Him and Rodgers had a lot of success a couple of years ago in route to a couple of MVP seasons when he was the OC for the Packers. Do you think that they will be able to pick up where they left off?
1: I do. Uh, Of course, let's, let's not think of Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Let's think of the days as him when he was with Green Bay, with Aaron Rodgers. So I think that's the part that you got to think about. And I know it's hard to probably for people to, to see that because of how bad it was in Denver and, and mm-hmm. how everybody, the expectations were so, so high with, you know, acquiring Russell Wilson, everybody thought, oh yeah, this, this team probably could compete with, with the Chiefs, but let alone was nowhere near that, but. So to answer your question, yes, I do. I think they're going to be real, real solid over there. I think uh, the chemistry they had before, I think, is going to translate right over there to New York. Mm-hmm. So, my, my I yeah. got a
3: question. I got a question real quick with that with Nathaniel Hackett. You know, he didn't call plays in Green Bay, so you think that's going to affect him?
1: I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. because Aaron Rodgers. You know, I remember uh, he he fought hard for him. He had a good word about him, even when he got the head coaching job. He he even thought it was going to be. Uh, successful over there, but I, I think it's still going to still be a a seamless transition over here.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, I, I'm with you, I'm with. You. I think this is the spot for Nathaniel Hackett to be in. Someone who's not the head coach, but can work with a quarterback like Rodgers and kind of see the game the same way, and they have a good relationship. And if you can find someone on a staff to get along with Aaron Rodgers, that's yeah. a feat. And so go ahead and bring that dude in.
1: Yeah, we already know how Aaron Rodgers is.
0: So. Exactly. Exactly. And if he's, you know, relationships are big to him, hence him bringing over Randall Cobb uh, and some other guys. As we round out the rest of the coaching staff, uh, past game offensive coordinator is Todd Downing. His first year with the team, previously position coach with the Raiders and also an offensive coordinator with the Raiders and the Titans as well. Worked with the Lions, the Vikings and the Bills. Defensive coordinator is Jeff Ulbrich in his third year. He was a former 10 year linebacker for the Niners, was a backup to Patrick Willis, 13 years of coaching experience between college and the pros and uh Marquan Manuel, the safeties coach, former 8-year NFL vet, played for the Bengals, Seahawks, Packers, Carolina, Denver and Detroit. 11 years of coaching experience with Seattle, Atlanta and Philly, was a defensive coordinator for the Falcons back in 2017 and 2018. And last, for me at least on this coaching staff that really jumped out, special teams assistant Leon Washington, former 9-year NFL vet, played for the Jets, the Seahawks, the Patriots and the Titans product of the Bill Walsh NFL Diversity Coaching Fellowship and has coached since for the Jaguars, the Falcons, and the Lions. We touched on the draft a little bit earlier. Uh, Jordan, as a, as a Jets fan, how do you think your team has drafted over the years?
2: Um, the last two years, I think, have been – I mean, this year we don't know, obviously, for sure, but um, I think the last the, – the, the year before this obviously speaks for itself with the three first rounders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that was, that was incredible, but at the same time, that's offsetting the draft of Mackay Beckton and Zach Wilson, yeah. which are two of two of the most important, one of the, the most important position. And then one of the next most important positions in football, you completely missed so far on both of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now it's, it's still a mixed bag. Um, I know that they've, they've definitely done, They've done well enough to build a starting roster. My one of my biggest worries with them is depth. Um, I don't, I don't know that there's a whole lot behind the starters. If one of these, if a couple of these guys go down, which they were really healthy last year and they were lucky to be. If one of these yeah, guys especially go down the defense. this year,
1: man, man, that man, so, yeah,
2: that could be so scary. Well, and and at the same time, you know there's a lot of times where you don't know what you have behind them if you haven't seen them before. So maybe somebody does step up and become that next guy. Right. Right. It's a coin flip. You don't know. And so right now, you know, you look back at last year and their defense was so good. Well, yeah, everybody was healthy. It's pretty rare that everyone's healthy in the NFL for any period of time. So you're going to count on that two years in a row.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point.
2: So, I mean, so that's, that's where hopefully some of the draft picks that we haven't necessarily seen um, actually have been working towards being viable backups to when they have to come in. Because at some point this year, some people are going to have to step up. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do it two years in a row. To look
0: at the free agency moves that that happened between the squad, the ones they lost, the ones they gained, as far as the ones that are no longer there, there aren't too many names really that jump out. You mentioned Sheldon Rankins earlier, Levas. He went over to the Texans, the defensive tackle who played 49% of the snaps. Quan ah. Alexander goes over to Pittsburgh, but he wasn't a guy that they were prioritizing in terms of signing. James Robinson, James Robinson, the running back journeyman, is now over in the with the Bills. Braxton Barrios goes to Miami. Elijah Moore going to the Browns. That's a player I know Jay and I have liked a lot ever since he was coming out of college. We'll see if he can round into form over there, but. But yeah, I mean, not too many others that you're really worried about in terms of who they brought in. Obviously, everyone knows Aaron Rodgers um, and Adrian Amos comes in. He brought in Alan Lazard. He brought in Randall Cobb. Quentin Jefferson, defensive tackle from Seattle, comes over along with Al Woods, another defensive tackle. Pretty much one guy to play the run, one guy to play the pass. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's really their respective skill sets are applied to. And then Chuck Clark coming over from your Ravens last year, Henry. Chuck Clark, surprisingly enough, this dude played every single defensive snap for them last year and played some on special teams. Pretty he,
1: nice. he's, he's done for the year. He's done for the year? Yeah, he tore his ACL.
0: Oh, he tore it? I, I saw it. he got hurt. I didn't know it was that. Really?
1: He tore his ACL. He's done.
0: Oh, well. Well, there he he we go. Gonna play, he's going to play 0% of the snaps that's this
1: year. That's why they signed uh, Amos. Because they mm. signed him right after the, the confirmation happened.
0: Oh, man. Well, mm, that's tough. That's tough. I'll swing this one now to you, Henry, as we look into the 2023 expectations for what we have on the squad. Where do you have the Jets finishing, and how does the season
2: go for them?
1: Man, this 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 one was tough for me because, of course, just like what Jay alluded to, you know, with, with, with the Bills, you know, we always – they're great in the regular season, so we know they're going to be up there. I got them finishing second in the division with uh, – give I'll give, I give them 11 wins. I'll give them eleven wins this year. We know what a Rod doing. We just like we got. We already talked about they just they did just have the defensive rookie of the year and offensive rookie of the year. So I think they're just going. Both of those players are just going to build on what they did the previous season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's one of my my favorite quarterback of all time. I think he still has something left in left in the tank over there. But um, I, I think this is still another one of those teams that you know for what they gave up. Uh, to acquire Aaron Rodgers, I think it's Super Bowl or bust for them as well. I, I really do. But I got them finishing uh, second in the division and also still making the playoff.
2: Eleven
0: wins over there, Jay. To swing to you, same question.
3: Yeah, give me ten wins, man. Give me ten wins. I, you know the division is tough. Obviously, Jordan, like you, you, you know, you kind of spoke about is this division is probably going to be. You know, one of the best divisions, if not the best division, to really watch. You know, uh, every week. You know, because every team in this division is pretty solid for the most part. There's one team we'll get to, but other than that, man, this team right here, man, is is legit. But the only thing I got a couple concerns. Obviously, the old line. You know, I want to see if they stay healthy. That, that's my number one concern. Can they stay right. healthy?
0: And if they're healthy, like. Yeah,
3: (laughs) Yeah, you know, know, because they got star players over there, but can they stay healthy? That's the number one thing. Because if not, Aaron Rodgers, you know, we're not expecting him to, you know, he's not a Josh Allen, he's not a a Lamar Jackson, anything like that where he's going to run and and try to truck people and run over people anything like that. Especially he's a lot older now too, so he's definitely not trying to take no hits. And then you just don't really know what you got after this. You know, I mean, he could just, you know, want to retire, want to quit football. So you really don't know. I think I do agree with Henry on that part when it comes down to Super Bowl bus. It's definitely that. They put the team together. They got everything around them. You know, it just it's all about the health. It comes down from the old line. I think the defense you're gonna get what you what you're gonna get with them last year and even better, you know, uh, definitely from the rookie players. And then even with Nathaniel Hackett, bro, I you know, I know I've been kind of bashing him on this show, rightfully so, because he hasn't really he hasn't really did anything yet. You know what I'm saying, in my opinion. So I know Aaron Rodgers wanted him you know, there, which which that says a lot. Obviously, he loved them over there in Green Bay. You know, they had a good relationship, but there's a lot of QBs that had good relationships with their OCs. And when it comes down to really calling plays, really making those those type of decisions, it, it's a little bit different. So I'm, I'm I'm he's still in question for me, but when it comes down to everything, for the most part, it's, it's the health. It's the health for me. But I do got this team at 10 wins. I think they're good enough. I do think Aaron Rodgers stay healthy. I think the whole line, for the most
1: part, is going to be healthy. And if that, yeah, give me, give me 10 wins. Give me 10 wins. Qu- question for you. So, you know, you got, you got them 10 wins. You got most of them wins being because of the defense? No, I, I like I mentioned, I said
3: that I think for the most part this team is going to stay healthy. I think for the most part this O-line is going to stay healthy. That's my only concern is the health. But I, I think they do get through for the most part. And they, you know, they pull through with it. But the defense, I, I think the defense is going to do what it what it does. But I think it's going to be in a mix. I think it's going to be a mix between the offense and the defense. Mm-hmm. So although I am concerned, with, I, I, I don't want to say, well, yeah, I want to say concerned. I want to say concerned. But I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm still on the worried side as well when it comes down to that offensive line. I believe that they'll stay healthy, but I'm not. I wouldn't be shocked if somebody go down, you know, in the first couple of weeks. Or anything like you know something like that because that's just kind of what this what this O line has been over the last couple of years. So yeah, no, I I got it O line, and I mean the offense and the defense. I think it's going to be pretty for the most part, pretty pretty solid, you know. And I believe I believe they'll stay healthy for the most part. And if so, that's that's ten wins.
0: Ten wins. Yep, I'm with you. I got the same total, ten wins for this team. Uh, I have a couple of bets. Uh, shout out to my guy Brian Krebs. Got a couple of bets out there with him and another guy that uh, I work with uh, at at the hospital on the Jets. One with the Jets just getting 10 wins and then another one with them making the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm in on this squad having a kind of a a bounce back year, at least record wise. I think the defense mostly still is what they were. Health provided, of course. And you got to say that with everyone. But I just like this unit a lot. I really like this unit. They... Robert Sala has really tapped into the skill set of all these guys. They're a heavy quarters team. They ran quarters last year more than anyone in the NFL, 26% of the time. This team is calling cover four. Blitz the fewest and then also mixed in some man coverage, ran cover one the 10th most. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you have these type of dudes out there, the sauce garners, and not just him really. Obviously, we know his his pedigree, and that's very, very much well-deserved. But DJ Reed, because he's the number two corner over there, I feel like doesn't get the respect he deserves. He's solid, yeah.
2: He's he's solid, bro. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, he's a smaller corner, so a lot of times you think people would put him in the slot, but he's just moved around. He came over from Seattle, and since he's got there. He's just made a home as a really, really plus number two corner over there. I do think if there's an area where people can look to, you know, gain some ground against this defense would be if you can get those linebackers into conflict. C.J. Mosley is getting up there in age. He had somewhat of a comeback year last season. Mm -hmm. We'll see if he can do that again. Quincy Williams is more suited to be able to play against the run. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, Adrian Amos, the aging one, having to play back there maybe even more. There's a reason Green Bay moved on from him. He didn't necessarily have the best season last year. Mm -hmm. Jordan Whitehead I still think is all right. But that's really the area where you're going to look to be able to try to attack. On the defensive line, LeVos, I remember you and me were talking about this, just watching Quinn and Williams. Back in Alabama, like that kid looked like the number one pick before he was gonna get drafted. You know, like he was he was a stud back there. Pass rush win weight last year was sixth among defensive tackles. And then Jonathan Franklin Myers, their edge rusher, he was ninth in pass rush win rate among edge players. So you throw in Carl Lawson Will McDonald, and Jermaine Johnson with him. I like what you have over there defensively. And really, I think this year we see a resurgence, not a resurgence. I don't want to say that, because what more could Garrett Wilson have done last year playing with the quarterbacks that he did? and even still to win rookie of the year with those guys there, I think this dude is in for
2: a monster season. What year. he did last year with those quarterbacks speaks to what he's going to do this year. With exactly.
0: Brian. Like, everybody listening, playing fantasy, except you, Jordan, because I'm in two leagues with you, Levos. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. It's a race to Garrett Wilson. Buy yourself some Garrett Wilson stock. Definitely buy yourself some Garrett Wilson stock. That dude is going to have a monster season. I know me and Jay, last year we were doing our draft, he was our number one receiver, science heel delivered. And yeah, he's he he had an awesome year, obviously winning the rookie of the year. Yeah. Brees Hall, last little piece I want to talk about. Jay, I'm with you on the offensive line. I want to see some help. I want to see some continuity. Hopefully Makai can get in there and be what they That's drafted him to be. Yeah, and I know, you know that was I mean? Henry.
3: That was what Henry, that was your number one, that he was, your was number one lineman, right? Coming out.
1: What you think about him so far? What, Man, what you he, know he hasn't lived up. Help, huh? That help. Mm-hmm. You had Andrew Andrew Thomas and that dude is. All something in. else now so
0: yeah andrew especially last year bro that dude was killing it
1: it's really like i mentioned though it's, it's health
0: it's yeah. not even
3: talent it's not even play wise it's just he needs to stay on the field
2: well unless he's taking any care of himself and i think that's a big part of it because i don't know that he's taking care of himself do you think as, it's, as well it's, as he could the
1: weight has something to do with it
2: i do it I could man i could. could on the consistent <laughs> knee injury yeah yeah and the attitude towards it too you know the stuff he was talking after the after the pulling himself out of the preseason game. He like we're good, we're good. It's nothing. We're good. No, it's something. You got a lot to prove. Yeah, a mm-hmm. lot.
3: Don't think because you was picked early, you automatically you know just get a pass and you're
2: good to go. That ain't the case. Like you said, yeah, complacency mixed with with poor health habits for yeah. an offensive lineman ah uh,
0: not a good recipe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I want to see yeah what we can get out of this offensive line. They brought in uh, Connor McGovern, who can at least be something within that middle. Joe Titman, Jay, like you talked about, the one that they drafted, trying to bolster some of that beef in the interior. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what they can do. But, yeah, uh, Brees Hall coming back, I think, is a big component to their running game. Uh, we'll see if he can be able to rebound from his injury from last year. But, yeah, uh, I like this squad. Tough division, so I might have them a little bit higher. But with where they're at, and considering it's also the AFC, 10 wins for me, uh, last but not least, Livas as the uh, Jets representative on the
2: on the on the pod. Where are you at with your team? I see ten wins as well, um, and I and I I see it for a couple of reasons. Um, obviously, we talked about the offensive line. Um, really, the main thing, the main thing that gets me with this team is honestly, it it, it might sound stupid, but their schedule to open, it's it's incredibly brutal. It puts them. It's going to put them behind the eight ball. They're not. They're not going to be, you know, five and one coming, coming into the bye week It's, it's ugly to start. Um, The chiefs, the Eagles, the Broncos, the bills. So it's going to be rough to start. And you've got a whole bunch of players trying to get to know each other and installing a new offense. All of these things combined with that ridiculous schedule to start. Then I could see them after the bye week kind of getting it figured out, galvanizing, pulling together and starting to rattle off some wins against a few teams that aren't anywhere near um, that caliber. But, I mean, we the Dolphins are going to be good. The Bills are going to be good. The Patriots, at this point, B- Bill's Bill's have done enough of this team that it's got to be in their head a little bit. It's not going to be in Aaron's head, but he's going to find ways to screw with them still. Um, so you never know if even they get they they take one if the Patriots take one from them.
0: That defenses will get too soon, I think, is capable of doing so. But the offense is another question.
2: Yeah, and, and like that's what I'm saying. Picking apart an offensive line that may have issues is something Bill Belichick is gonna be. It has been really good at his whole his sure. whole career. So you're kind of you're kind of giving him giving us some ammo there. I I still think it, I don't know that it's Super Bowl or bust though. So Aaron, when he took that that pay cut, I believe he he turned that into a two two year contract with a third year option. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I and mean, then I think he four. What I
0: think is he did is like he four went like 35 mil total, so they could
2: bring yeah. in some of the other people. Yeah, so I don't know that this year is Super Bowl or bust because um, if he if he's willing to play a couple of years and this you know this roster isn't complete yet, but they could finish the job completing it next year. I don't think he's just want, maybe he wants to walk away. And one thing I know about Aaron Rodgers that we all learned um, after they drafted Jordan Love is that nobody plays football better than a pissed off Aaron Rodgers with something to prove and some kind of chip on his shoulder, because we all left everybody left him for dead after. I think it was 2019, right? And then Yeah, because there was a 2020 draft and they took love. And they took love and he goes and rattles off two MVPs and he's all pissy the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year we dogged him last year for his bad numbers. He had 40 drop balls. It's yeah. that's a huge mm-hmm. fucking that's a huge number. Yeah. So those things combined, and he looks like he is coming into camp wanting to prove something. And uh even if it's not even if he doesn't like the world on fire this year because of the offensive line or the new system or, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't think he walks away if he doesn't have a successful year.
3: Okay, that's a
0: good one. Yeah, that's a good one. 10 wins. All of, us, all of us have this team, though, nonetheless doing well. This team, though, from what I have heard, has been pretty polarizing across the scope of the league. Vegas has them at nine and a half wins this year. So we are all hitting the over uh, for the Jet squad this year. We will now move on to the Patriots. Last year, who finished 8 and nine, third in the division. They had an up-and-down start to the season, and Week 4 at Lambeau. Brian Hoyer got a, got a start due to a Mac Jones injury the previous week. And after two series versus the Packers, Belichick sat him and brought in Bailey Zappi, which led to somewhat of a QB battle between him and Mac Jones. But nonetheless, Week 10 rolled around, and uh, the team was 6-4, and four, but ended up losing five of their last seven and missed the playoffs. Henry, uh, this Patriots team last year, it looked bad at times. It looked good at others, especially if you were just focusing in on the defense. What did you think of this team?
1: Just like you said, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of good things, and a lot of bad things as well. Uh, I think one of the most dumbest things was Belichick over there making Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator which, and the O
0: line coach at the yeah, same I don't,
1: time. I don't understand. It just seemed like he was just trying to like show everybody, oh, I'm better than you all." Watch how this is going to work as well. But right, yeah, it, was, it, it was a failure. So big time. One uh, yeah. thing I want to point out, I, you know, because I know a lot of reporters uh, have have asked uh, Belichick, you know, is there an open competition between Mac Jones and uh, what can I think? Bailey Zappi. Zappi, yeah, An open competition, which I, I think there should be. I, I like Zappy, You know the games that he came in. I, you know he showed some flashes, did some moving around up back there. You know way more uh, has way more mobility than than what Mac Jones has. So I think there should be some open competition. But but yeah. So mm-hmm. going back to last year, yeah, a lot of us that Matt Judon had a great year. I'm still mad. You know he he's over there with the Patriots, not back with, with with the Ravens. But yeah, Matt Judon over there had had a great year. Uh, for them. So but Mac Jones, he has to, you know, he, he has a real offensive minded coach over there coaching him now with with, with Bill O'Brien. So we'll see how he does in, in, in his system. So it's going to be really interesting. But, yeah, Matt Patricia definitely just made no sense why, why Belichick made that move.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that was a stroke of his ego and one that Absolutely. let it get away from him big time. Uh, As far as the numbers for the squad last year, they were 17th in points per game, 26th in yards per game, 24th on the ground, 20th through the air. There wasn't just a lot that really like about this offense just as a whole. And a lot of that, I think, stems from, like you said, Matt Patricia just being a defensive coach who was tasked with two different roles in the offense. Defensively, though, this team team was solid. And I I think they're going to be even better this year, personally. But to look back just for a second, they were 10th in points allowed. They were 8th best in terms of yards allowed. They were 3rd best in terms of yards allowed per play. They were the 2nd best team in terms of the takeaways. They had 1.7 per game. They allowed the 5th fewest first downs per game. They are about average in terms of the passing yards. Kind of of a bend-don't-break. 16th against the pass overall, but 6th against the run. And uh, just a really solid defense overall. 3rd in sacks, 54 on the year, 7th in pressure rate. I mean, this team... This team was solid on defense, but as you had mentioned, Henry, previously, just the offense was not a lot to really celebrate. Jay, as we look at the coaching staff, Bill Belichick, most people's goat. We know his pedigree, his history. And since Tom Brady has left, though, that success has started to dwindle. Where are you at on him now? Has the game passed him by, or is he just still one of those guys that needs to be highly, highly respected and still one of the greats? He definitely needs
3: to still be highly respected, man. You can't just you can't just disregard Bill Belichick like that, man. You just can't. But at the same time, man, that it's yeah, the eyes is all on Bill Belichick at the same time because you look at you look at what, what, what the job he's done since Tom Brady's been gone, man. I mean, from wins and losses, you know, all time, well, I don't even want to get into all time. I believe if if if, if it's correct is it even? It's wins and losses, 24, 24 wins and losses as far as since Brady's been gone. He's been to the playoffs once. He's on mm-hmm. one in the playoffs. You know, that's the and and then what really get me what Henry said is that, you know, it's not even just really the coaching, it's the decision making. Like Pat right. Matt Patricia making him, you know, the OC. You know, after now maybe he couldn't get Bill O'Brien back. Maybe he couldn't get him last year. I I thought that's what was going to happen. I think we all kind of thought like, okay, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna tap into his old roots, try to pull Bill O'Brien out from college and get him. He couldn't do it. Whatever, whatever happened just didn't work. But to me, to make a a former defensive coordinator, uh, offensive coordinator, it, for a quarterback that's only in his second year, you know, uh, when he just had uh, Josh McDaniels who is a really great play caller. To me, just didn't make no sense. So I, you know, I, his decision making, you know, and like you said, you know, the ego, the, you know, all of that. Maybe he just thinking he's just outsmart. He, you're not outsmarting anybody, bro. Like, I mean, that that was just a dumb decision. So you still gotta respect him because of the work that he's put in with Brady. I get Brady's won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, but Bill Belichick is still Bill Belichick, man. And he did make now the move that we expected him to make with Bill O'Brien last year, he made this year. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really kind of want to give Mac Jones another chance because Billy Zappi, all these other cute Brian Hoyer that they that they used to have, you know, these backup cute Matt Castle, these backup QBs, they look good in spurts, but they're not. They, I don't believe in none of them. I don't, I don't believe in none of them, man. I, I don't believe really in Mac Jones, but I do feel like It wasn't a fair shake with him because he lost a good play caller and he went down to a defensive coordinator that's now calling plays for offense. Now he's getting somebody that's a legit play caller, somebody that is really, really good as well. You know, um, you know, obviously we've seen the work he's done with Deshaun Watson. He was on that staff, that previously staff when Josh McDaniels was there, you know, when they had Brady. So he's familiar with the offense. So, you know, let's give him a fair shot and see what he can do. So I do like the decisions this season with Bill Belichick as far as the coaching staff and what he's been able to do. But, I mean, when you look at wins and losses, yeah, I mean, you can't, you, you, can't, you can't outlook that, man. I mean, he, it's not good. It's not good, you know. But Tom Brady is the GOAT, you know, uh, and he hasn't been able to really re- – yeah, he ain't going to be able to replace him, but he hasn't even really been able to find a solid well, – well, let's see with Mac Jones. But so far, he hasn't really been able to find that quarterback. You know, his defense, his mindset, as far as what he coaches, is still good. So that's why you can't really just push Bill Belichick to the side because what he coaches is still really good. You talked about the sacks, you know, 54 in sacks, uh, ranks third in the NFL. I mean, what he does is is still there. He still let uh, some of his – I forgot the guy's name. Um, I'm blanking out on his name that went to the Chargers. You know the corner that went to the chart. People was thinking,
0: he oh, was- J.C. Jackson.
3: Yeah, J.C. Jackson. Oh, yeah. You know, the Patriots letting him go. Yeah, but Bill Belichick knows what he got over there. He knows what 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 he is and what he got and what he can make happen. And he made that the defense was still solid. It's just the offense. It's just the question,
1: offense. Question question for all of y'all: How do y'all feel about him as a drafter?
3: Oh, we never agreed with out. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I yeah. I mean, never, <laughs> we ain't oh, never. Man. That boy, sorry. <laughs> but you know what? Though I mean, one thing, he's I will had
0: say. some good picks. Though I feel like, like, like Kyle Duggar was a was a great pick. That was a great right? pick. I and even like now, like, even even with Mac Jones. Jones, Jack Jones, like he's he he's got some picks in the secondary. I like Josh Uche as a draft pick recently. But but overall, I'm yeah. I probably have to give him the because eh, I'm not <laughs> I'm not I'm not there
2: with all of them. <laughs> Just let him pick in the rounds three and on. Just don't let him pick rounds one and two, and you'll be fine. Like, hire someone for the first and second rounds, and then everything else should be good. I agree.
3: I agree with that. But I will say, too, at the same time, over the last couple years, they have had some picks. Because it it came down to a point with me where I didn't like none of their picks at all. But, I mean, they got good value on Mac Jones. We thought Mac Jones was going to go to the Niners. He fell to the Patriots. Made a lot of sense. Okay, cool. Christian Gonzalez, who they picked up this year, he failed. They got good value on him. You know, and then um, the defensive tackle that they picked up, I
0: think Christian Barrmore. It's yeah, still, Barmore, I mean he's looks all right, but he's we okay. Gotta but see more.
3: yeah, we got to see more. But I'm saying the value of the picks. The last few years, there's been some picks that I actually like. This has been my like Christian Gonzalez, them him falling to them, and, and and him picking them picking him up. I thought that was a great pick. But overall, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like the way they draft.
2: They're loving Christian Gonzalez in camp, but I, I guess I'm gonna revise my statement. Um, crapping on Belichick draft picks a little bit. Don't let him draft skill players. How about that?
0: Yeah, like receivers. He's never got that right. Yeah, <laughs> twenty some odd years, dude. Yeah, it's like they get. Well, was they didn't? I know they didn't draft Welker. They got him as a free agent, and obviously oh, Moss Miami, and those guys. Yeah, they got. He got him from Miami. Oh,
1: they got uh, Amendola. Amendola
0: was a free agent too. Amendola's free. What about Edelman? Edelman was uh, no, Edelman, Edelman was drafted a seventh round. round.
1: Yeah, but his, his, he was, I believe he was a late round pick though.
2: Super he late, was seventh round. round. I thought. Yeah, super late I mean, round, he pick. Was seventh round. Um, no, their last yeah their last first round pick was Nikhil Harry. So Nikhil Harry, uh, Chat Jackson out of Florida. <laughs> the grudging league drafting Nikhil Harry. He, you know he wanted to draft some lineman or something.
0: Uh, he liked Nikhil Harry because he could block.
2: <laughs>
0: Perfect. <laughs>
3: but see, we like. But look, you know the crazy thing about that though. If you go back and look at that our pod when we we liked Nikhil Harry, we thought he was doing a
0: pod when he drafted Nikhil Harry.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, you know, as far as how he turned out, he didn't turn out to be that wide receiver, but we thought he was a solid wide receiver coming out.
0: Oh, I didn't at all. I'm saying what we were. I don't think we were doing a podcast when we drafted when he was drafted. I think he was what 2018, 2019. No, we was, bro. Yeah, we was. We talked about his running. Nah, we talked about his route running. Yeah, I don't know
3: if, if if it's you specifically, but I'm just saying we did talk about him, like in his skill set. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I remember him at Arizona State. I did not, I did not understand that pick. But no, to answer the question on the on the draft. It's been he, he's had some very very notable notable misses. Let's say uh, to move on to the rest of the staff, assistant head coach Joe Judge. Second year back on the squad, took a two-year hiatus and coached the Giants for a little bit. Previously with the Patriots since 2012. We already mentioned Bill O'Brien. Troy Brown in his third year over there as the wide receiver and return, return specialist coach. First year for their offensive line coach, Adrian Clem. And it's been a little bit of time, but the long-tenured Steve Skarne- or Dante Scarneckia was uh, the shoes that he's going to have to fill in. And we'll see what, what he's able to do in replacing him. They also have the assistant line coach is Billy Yates in his third year, former eight-year NFL guard. Demetrius Covington on the defensive line, 12 years of coaching experience. And then both of his sons, Steve Belichick and Brian Belichick, coaching hmm. linebackers and safeties, respectively. And inside linebacker coach for the fifth season, Gerard Mayo, former eight-year Patriots linebacker. Now, we talked about Belichick as a drafter. We'll look specifically at the draft here in a second. And we can even do that now. Really, as we look at the free agents that they gained and that they lost, any of you have notable names that jump out to you on either side of the ball?
3: As far as free agents that -hmm. they lost, yeah, that they lost, or that they added. Jacoby Myers is somebody that they lost that I felt like you know they definitely should have kept. Try to find a way to keep. I mean, he was Mm -hmm. a number one guy, and again, you know, you can't put his his stats. You know, yeah, he don't look like his stats. You can't put them up with a you know the, the top wide receivers out there but again look what they were dealing player. with yeah look what they were player with. Though.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah but look what they was dealing with as far as the play caller you know and and the quarterback that got to get adjusted to that to the play calls so to me he's somebody Nelson Aguilar is another one who you know um I like as well you know I felt like those are two guys that could have benefited if they had a better
2: play caller yeah. Well, they they um they I think their receiver group ranks last in separation overall, and I believe that they got that if they kept Jacoby Myers, or Nelson Aguilar, or both, those would be the two that would be the most able to separate yeah. due to speed, right? Just yeah. to get somebody open for Mac Jones to scheme somebody open for him. Yeah. So it's it's like they're it's like they're digging him a grave with mm-hmm. the kind of that signing or that lack of signing. Right. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Because like Devonte Parker, who's a receiver there, he's not known for separating more, so making the contested catches type of guy. Yeah, so that that actually makes a lot of sense.
1: Do you think they overpaid him, Devonte Parker?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. I've I've never under. I just feel like he hasn't quite hit the. Because he was a former what? First, late first with Miami.
1: I want to say mid. I want to say maybe in the mid round, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: mid first round. He's run, one of yeah. those
3: guys. He's one of those guys coming out. He was. He was. He was one of those top five receivers coming out.
0: Yeah, because he was in that Amari Cooper draft. Uh, yeah, fourteenth overall in twenty fifteen. Yeah, I I just I've never he's he's flashed. He's a guy that's like flashed. If you know, if you watch his highlights, whoa. But if you watch him game in and game out, you're, I'm just not impressed. You know what I mean? So,
2: yeah, he's I would say stay on I did. the field too. What's that, Jordan? He's got to stay on the field too. Yeah, I don't think yeah, he's done for a full year. Big time, I don't think he's yeah. done, I don't think he stayed on the field of, even anywhere close to a full year since he Ever. came in.
3: Yeah, ever. Yep. 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 Yeah. Health.
2: Yeah.
0: Health is big.
3: Real quick, no, go though, ahead. Juju, Juju, who they added, who, <laughs> I mean, he just, you know, since he left the Steelers, you know, they added him. We'll we'll see what he can do, but. Juju's okay. Mm, yeah. He's okay. Yeah, he's, he's okay. okay. But that's somebody, okay. somebody that, you know, I
0: guess you can say. I thought he would have stayed with Kansas City because. Oh, yeah. Like, he's he just yes. the, where he's at in his career, the type of receiver that he is. Chiefs last year weren't really attacking downfield explosively. Mahomes was more so playing point guard. And he fit over there for that, you know, as like the number two, three-ish, whatever target on the team. So, but I think he's going to, I mean, he's not obviously with KC anymore. He's moving on to a, a, a lesser offense, obviously. To look at their draft, Christian Gonzalez, Jay, you mentioned the corner out of Oregon who they took in the first round, 17th overall. Keon White was a D.N. out of Georgia Tech. What did you think of him, Henry, as a prospect?
1: I actually, I actually liked him. I thought he was real solid over there at uh, Georgia Tech. So he looked real good today. I like what I saw from him today in the preseason game. He looked real solid.
0: Okay, nice. The other guy they drafted out of the third round, the dude that's been having a lot of buzz in just around camp from all the beat writers is Marte Mapu. The linebacker slash safety that they took in the third round, 76 overall at the Sacramento State. Kid was a senior bowl standout at 6'4, 225, just had crazy closing speed if you watched him. And the Patriots are known for getting these, these tweeners, these guys that are like strong safety, linebacker ish type of dudes, yeah, and perfect. just plugging them into the right spots. And I think he could end up being another one of those dudes, just ends up panning out for them in a, belt, in a Bill Belichick scheme. Also took Jake Andrews, center out of Troy in the in the fourth round. Took a kicker, Chad Ryland, who's likely going to start for them, probably. Nick Folks last year on his contract. He's up there in age. And then a few uh, linemen in the later rounds. They also took in the sixth round, Keyshawn Boutte, the wide receiver out of LSU. And that dude I remember as a freshman, he had that one game where he just went like nuclear. Like 300 receiving yards and three touchdowns. But was never able to put it together th- since then. Work ethic, his love for football, that type of thing has always been in question. So we'll see if he can turn it around or at least turn his, his uh, image character stuff around like that with the with, uh, Patriots. Swing so we'll it to you first, Levos, As we look at the 2023 Patriots, what's your expectation of this team,
2: their record, and uh, how do they do? Um, I've got, I'm struggling with seven or eight wins. I don't know which one to do. I think Vegas has them seven and a half. Yes. Um, I kind of want to take him eight. Uh, I also kind of want to bet him to beat the Eagles Week One for some reason. Um, but don't ask why. Um, I don't know. To me, I think that having a competent offensive coordinator is. I mean, there's nothing bigger than that. I, I hate to steal the one obvious point from anybody else. They want to. It's the truth, The, the true though. Yeah. Um, I mean, the defense, like you said, is still going to be. Is still going to be what it what it's always going to be under Bill Belichick. And yeah, the thing with them is they're still not going to make mistakes. They're going to play a couple of rookie quarterbacks this year, I believe, um, and they're going to play a couple quarterbacks, I think, in in new situations. So there's a few games that, though they they're not, they're only favored, I think, in four games all year, but there's a few of those that they look like games that could line up where where Belichick takes advantage of of a uh, you know of situations. I mean, nobody takes better advantage of situations than Bill Belichick on the field like that. So I I still think they could pull off a few wins. They're not expected to pull off. I don't see them getting to the playoffs. I still think they're going to be fourth, unless there's a catastrophic injury uh, in Miami or Buffalo.
0: So you're leaning towards 7 You're like, the, the line is at seven and a half and you're kind of right there. But if you had to pick that solid whole number, are you falling eight. on eight? Eight. Eight it is. Okay. Same question to you, Henry, where do you have this Patriots team finishing record wise? And how do you think the season goes?
1: Uh, I'm not a believer in this team at all. I got them finishing last in the division. When you said what you say? Baker's has a seven and a half?
0: Seven and a half.
1: I'm going to give them six wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... The division's so good. I don't don't think that they're going to be making any type of noise this year. Not a believer in Mac Jones as well. So, yeah, I'm giving them six wins.
0: Six wins. Mm. Jay?
3: Yeah, give me seven, man. I got him at seven. Um, you know, I do like the addition of adding Bill O'Brien, you know. Uh I, I think that helps out. But, you know, the division is tough, you know. Um, like in mm-hmm. the division is is super tough. And I think that's what really that's the thing right there, is really the division, you know. Um because if if this was a weaker division, then they may come in second. You know, because of the the, the defense, I, I expect the defense still to be pretty solid. You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, the, the offense, I'm expecting to be better. But again, going against Miami, especially if they're healthy. Uh, Levi's, you brought up a, gr- a great point, you know, uh, you know, as far as if some injury happened with Miami, <laughs> that could happen. Not to laugh about it. You know what I'm saying? Just more so on just what we seen last year. That could really that could really happen. It's um, already happened really three times or so. Right, you know what I'm saying to 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 the to the top to the top position on on you know on the team. So, yeah, that 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 could really hurt the team, you know. So this team could be sneaking, can you know, sneak up and come in third place. But as of right now, I got them coming in last, man. And and yeah, give me give me seven,
0: seven wins. Yep. Okay, seven wins. Offensively, I look at the offensive line, and I don't know really beyond. If Trent Brown is healthy and can be the player that at times we've seen him be, that gives them him and maybe Cole Strange to rely on in the offensive line. Another Don't. player
3: we didn't like, by the way.
0: Strange. Right. Yeah. And he was all right. He was OK. It just kind of jumped out of nowhere. Like Cole Strange first round. Did you have to do that, Bill? Like, right. You know, right. Right. it was OK as a, as a rookie started every game. Everyone said he could have had him in the third. Basically, that type yeah. of thing. Like, he was on nobody's radar, so why are you wasting a first? But, you know, Belichick doing Belichick stuff. Uh, I do really like, though, I, especially last season, I like Ramondre Stevenson. I think that dude is the best player on this offense. Averaged five yards per carry last year, fourth in the NFL. And then he was also second in rushing yards after contact per attempt. That dude averaged 3.81 yards per carry after contact. Like he offers some uses usage in the screen game, be able to catch the ball pretty nicely. And he's an able pass blocker if you keep him into protection. So uh, Bill O'Brien, of course, we've all mentioned the stability that he brings rightfully. So, and I think that just is going to, all of us think that's just going to help a ton. And it's not only just going to help Mac Jones, or if it is Zappy who ends up beating him out, it's going to be able to keep this offense more unpredictable, thus unlocking the Hunter Henry's or the, the Mike Gasickies that they brought in and just be able to get more out of those type of dudes. Mm-hmm. So on defense, uh like we I I think it's fair to say we all like this defense. I know I definitely do. This is this, I think this division as a whole, all four of these teams I think are top 10, top 10 defenses. If we were to just isolate the defenses by themselves when the year ends, I'd probably put all four of them there. But for the defensive line, they had the fourth, their four man pass rush was third in terms of pressure rate, if it was just the front four, the Josh Uches, Judon, as you mentioned, Henry, Dietrich, Wise, et cetera. And what I really also like about him, and I mentioned that with Marte Mapu, is just that type of linebacker safety hybrid and the way they use those guys. Kyle Duggar gets the green dot, their safety slash linebacker hybrid, out of uh, Lenore Ryan, who they've had there for a couple years. CJ's dude, if he's listening, has been just playing lights out over there. I think he's super, super underrated. Yeah, and yeah, he, is, him, he is, big time. Big, big time. time, bro. He's like a like he's he's a Derwin James type, like a big safety who can mix it up in the, in the run game. will take on linemen, but can run can run vertical with certain receivers, match up with tight ends, run sideline to sideline, can get people lined up where they need to go. Play sound and play smart. I, I just I love watching him. And he's just going to think gonna continue to blossom over there. And what I like about this defense is that they've kind of leaned into the modern NFL. This team plays dime a lot. And for everybody listening, dime, four down linemen, basically one linebacker and then six DBs apart from that. Patriots play dime on first and second downs the most last year. And I think that continues. They've talked about some looks where they have like the four down linemen, Duggar, then a mix of either Adrian Phillips and uh, Peppers there, uh, Jabril Peppers in there with him. So, I mean, it's it's. Going to be really cool to see the lineups they can mix up and maybe even throw Mapu in there and moving Jalen Mills over to free safety uh, to be able to complement them well. So I got this team myself. I'm coming in at seven wins also. I think that's a good number. I really do. Um, And yeah, going to like a lot of what the defense does. Going to be some ugly, like scoring games, you know, like those weird, like 13 points. And they, they, you know, the other team scores maybe 14 and they lose something like that. But yeah, you still got to be able to put points up on the board and I don't think the offense is there in a tough division to do so. We will now move to Miami. Team finished 9 and 8 last season, started off hot, 8 and 3 by the end of November, their best start since 2011. But after the bye, they lost 5 straight and Tua just was dealing with so many concussions and it was honestly it was honestly scary to watch. And yeah, they were they were called into called into question about their treatment of players on the concussion protocol over it. I mean, two a left or missed six games last year, but nonetheless, a week eighteen win, sorry, Levi, over the Jets landed them in the playoffs for the first time since twenty sixteen. Uh, Jay, your thoughts on the Dolphins last year with their first season under Mike McDaniel.
3: I was impressed, bro. I was impressed because, you know, as my, as much as I like Mike McDaniel, bro, I thought I thought it was a little bit too early for him to get a head coaching gig. I didn't think he would get it that early. Um, I, I think the post is still up on SSAW. It could be on the old page, but I think it's still up. You know, I, I like a lot, and I spoke about it on that page, at least a little bit about it, is how much he kind of brought to the Niners' run game and that offense. and And I felt like, you know, in future time that he would, you know, become a really solid head coach, and it came really quick. And I felt like his development – for Tua, he developed him and, and other you know the guys that he had, you know, obviously we're going to get into the coaching staff, but the people that he hired on his staff really helped Tua and really just gave him a lot of confidence, man, and you look at what Tua was able to do. He just looked like a totally different QB. You know, totally you know, before he got hurt, obviously, you know, the injuries, that's the only thing that really made me question the staff, the team, everything because of his concussions, but as far as his this play, I felt like he looked like, you know, a top pick. And I felt like you got to really credit Mike McDaniel over that, man. You know, so, yeah, I, I mean, 25 passing touchdowns, eight interceptions. He almost had 4,000 yards, a little bit short of that, you know. And you could just tell that he's putting the work in with those wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, it's not like he's ever played with Tyreek Hill, bro. Tyreek Hill came from KC, came into Miami, and did the same thing he was doing with KC. In Miami, you know, and Jalen Waddle, you know, same thing. They had they had one of the best wide receiver duos there in my in in, in Miami last year in the league, in the whole league. You know, mm-hmm. and you gotta credit that offense and what you know Mike McDaniel was able to do. Um, so yeah, man, I, I like what he did, man. I really did. Like I said, outside of you know, really taking care of his his player, I should say, I don't even want to say players, really player. I felt like they should have looked a little bit more deep into that, but outside of that man i i like what they did, and even with their draft i mean I like a couple of their draft picks that they picked up and miami is, is a team that you know obviously you know uh shout out draft utopia and chris ransom man you know they do a a a mock draft every year, and i somehow get to i'm a you know you guys already know i'm a die hard red fan but i i get picked you know the to, to choose miami i get picked. Miami is my team to go ahead and draft for and whatnot. So I've always did extensive work on them and just seeing how they came, you know, as far as where they came from years – well, a couple – yeah, a few years. He's been doing it for a few years, few years until now. You know, they've really – they've done some pretty good work with the draft and just building up that team, man. So, yeah, I think they got a good head coach in Mike McDaniel, man. I like what he's doing so
0: points per game offensively this team was 11th last season they were sixth in yards per game 364 per contest fourth in passing yards 25th for running rushing yards per game last season they didn't really lean into that a lot they were 31st in rush attempts so i mean like very 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 little did they try to get to move the ball on the ground 18th in terms of pass attempts tied for the seventh most in interceptions that was more so especially towards the end of the year uh, towards the last parts of the season when they were on that that uh, uh, that mini-losing streak. Uh, but fifth in pass TDs, and you mentioned, Jay, the receiving core. If you were to look at all of the pass catchers collectively, PFF ranked them as the second-best unit, including tight ends, running backs, et cetera. But we all know the driving force was Jalen Waddell as well as Tyree Kill, by far, by far. Such a speedy duo. Speed kills, and especially when you have speed like those two. I don't really know what other, any other team does. Yeah, Defensively, team was 24th in points allowed 18th in yards allowed 27th in passing yards allowed fourth though against the run just a tick over 100 yards per game surrendered and then rush yards per carry also tied for fourth fourth fewest penalties defensively so their pressure rate on the other side of the ball lots and lots of blitzes we all know that cover zero mantra ever since they had Flores still kind of carried over with some of the staff that was there. They were the third highest blitz rate last season in the entire league, 14th in sacks and 17th with their pressure rate. Ninth most missed tackles in the NFL last year and tied for 31st in the number of takeaways that the defense got. They were not able to force offense to turn the ball over. Six fumbles, which was the third lowest and fourth fewest interceptions in the league. Henry, I'll move this one over to you. Uh, as we look at the coaching staff, a um, couple – obviously, Jay, already mentioned Mike McDaniel. We know what his offensive pedigree was. But the big get this year on the other side of the ball, Vic Fangio. Yeah. What you think?
1: I loved it. Loved it a lot. Uh, I think he he's going to get – he's going to pull a lot more potential out on some players over there on the defensive side of the ball. I think Christian Wilkins, Wilkins is going to be even better than he has. Uh, I think he's going to pull something out of uh, Jalen Phillips, who. I was pretty high on when he was coming out of the draft, so I think he's going to pull some out of him. But yeah, I, I love the hire. I think he's going to bring a different tenacity over there to that defensive side of the ball. Uh, bring some more physicality over there so that, to that side of the ball. And then, of course, them adding Jalen Ramsey, uh, top premier corner in the league. I think he's going to do some great things over there with them players that uh, that I think they weren't able to establish last year. So I think that was probably one of the top three or four coaching moves in the whole NFL this year. I love
0: it. Yeah, me too, me too. So much of the NFL, the last, what is it, two seasons, has shifted to the quarters coverage style, the two high safeties, dome quarters, you know, match coverage principles that Vic Fangio has coined. And, yeah, a lot of people have sought after his disciples. And Mike McDaniel said, no, let me just go get the Godfather. And I loved it. Uh, to look at the rest of the staff, Frank Smith's the offensive coordinator in his second year over there. Eric Studsville's the running back coach in his eighth season. He's held many roles with this team and been coaching for 33 years overall. Offensive assistant head coach John Embry in his second year also has 30 years under his belt. Passing game coordinator Daryl Bevel in his second season with them. Offensive coordinator for the Jags, Lions, Seattle, and Minnesota. And he worked with QBs in Green Bay for a little bit, but almost 30 years. Of coaching experience for him we talked about Fangio past game defensive coordinators Ronaldo Hill also the DB's coach he was the Chargers defensive coordinator for the last two years under Brandon Staley he was on the Broncos when Vic was there as well so I mean he's very very well versed and just another guy who can communicate that system down to the players that they have last member of the staff passing game specialist and cornerback coach Sam Madison Former 12-year NFL cornerback, primarily for the Dolphins for nine seasons. Also had a cup of coffee or two with the Giants and played three years for them. As we look into the free agents and we look at the draft, mostly the players they added right now. Livas, which names stand out to you, if
2: any? Oh, the ads for me are um, in the running game. I mean, they took Raheem Moster and Jeff Wilson from San Francisco with and I am I think I'm quoting Mike McDaniel here, uh, the idea of becoming the fastest offensive football. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're certainly going to do that if those guys stay healthy and provide a two-headed running back attack. I mean, we've seen brilliance from those guys when they're on the field. They're, with San Francisco, I know that anybody who plays fantasy football has had them both at one point or another when a San Francisco running back went down and was re- rewarded handsomely. You know, even for the few games they were in. Um, I like that. And then I don't I don't know necessarily how it fits in, other than pure speed, and I don't know what he's got left of the tank or where his head's at. But if Robbie Anderson is chosen any, Anderson, any, I'm not calling him that. Uh if he's anywhere <laughs> still in the game, then he I mean, come on, you you've already got Hill and Waddle, and now you've got Anderson. <laughs> it's a Anderson. lot. I mean it's a healthy Dolphins offense, which is a lot of if that is that's it's kind of undefendable, honestly. If you if you have all five of those guys on the field at once and two gets blocking, someone's gonna be open and someone's gonna be faster than most of the guys out there on defense when he gets the ball. Yeah. Yeah. You could treat him like uh
0: Agent Smith from the Matrix and just call him Mr Anderson
2: pretty much it. <laughs> yeah i'll settle
0: for that yeah that's how it works uh to look at their draft jay they took cam smith in the first round they took Devin a chain in the they're not in the first round second round obviously because they had that penalty which did not give them the first round pick for the discussions that they had with tom brady but in the second round took cam smith the cornerback out of south carolina Devin a chain out of texas a&m those two guys where were you at as prospects on them
3: Okay. So, I mean, Cam Smith, bro, I, I, I liked. I liked. I, I don't think he was, well, I, I'll put it this way. This, this draft coming out obviously with the cornerbacks, you know, I felt like this was a strong cornerback class, bro. Like, I mean, a lot of corners that came out this year, I, we all felt like was going to be pretty solid. And Cam Smith was one of those guys out of South Carolina, man. I mean, one thing that he does really real, that really good, that's noticeable is he's a very good tackle. I mean, that's, you know, that that comes, you know, you, you can't really, you know, I, I don't know how to really stress enough. Sometimes you watch, especially our team, you know, any team really though, when they're missing tackles, that's, you know, one of the big things that's frustrating, man. You know, that, that gets, you know, that's, that's you know, that's that's rule number one when it comes down to defense and especially when you're a cornerback. And then, you know, one thing I really like about him, man, he's a trash talker. You know, he can get into your head, man. He's one of those guys that, you know, he, he's going to trash talk while he's, you know, <clears throat> defending, you know, wide receiver, you know, tight end, whatever it is. And for the most part, wide receiver because he plays on the outside. You know, he's real physical, aggressive, sometimes a little bit too aggressive at times. You know what I'm saying? Because of, he's real handsy at times. But, I mean, I like him, man. I felt like that was a solid pick, you know. I mean, round two, I, I you know. And that's how deep this class was because, That was you know, a great like,
0: corner class. We talked about that.
3: Yeah, yeah, really really good, man. Really really good. And uh, you know, a couple of things I really like about him too, man, is that you know, he's he's a, he's he blows up screens. He's one of those guys where, you know, if you you know, obviously if it's a wide receiver screen or a running back screen, man, he's able to shed blocks to get past them and to make the tackle. That goes in part of him being able to tackle well, but Shedding blocks is also an important part of being a cornerback, man. And, you know, because you're going against sometimes those bigger, you know, those those sometimes these wide receivers is big. Sometimes you're going up against those bigger tight ends. And I've seen him on tape being able to shed those blocks and be able to make the tackle. You know, and again, he's a clean tackler. You know, we talk about this a lot with the safeties and corners. Sometimes those guys want to make big tackles and, and hit hard and stuff like that. And that's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's that's cool, you know, really good and cool for the highlight tape, but you know, you really want to be able to make those tackles, like tackle, tackle. because Consistent,
0: just bring the guy down, let the down end.
3: Yeah, yeah, because when it doesn't happen that way and you try to lean and make those hard hits, sometimes it don't work that way, you know. And next thing you know, you know, he bounce off you, and next thing, you know, he end up getting whatever, is wide receiver or running back, he end up getting another 5, 10 yards. So clean tackler. You know, as well, man. So yeah, I I I like him as a pickup. And the other guy I kind of want to bring up, you know, um, is Ryan Hayes, man, out of Michigan.
0: The tackle. You know,
3: yeah, the tackle, man. I mean, he come from he, he's obviously Jim Harbaugh. He, he's over there, man, and he knows a lot about the offensive alignment and how he likes to run the ball.
0: That and offensive line for Michigan last year was nasty.
3: It was really nasty. And and what do Jim Harbaugh likes to do? He likes to run the ball. And Mike McDaniel, for the most part, I mean, he's running back by committee, but he likes. To run it back, he he doesn't have a certain running back or anything like that. But he he likes to run the ball. At least well, even when he was in
0: San Francisco, him. the run game was his specialty. It was specialty. Yeah, I mean he was a
3: coordinator. He was running. Yeah, game he was the run
0: game coordinator. That was his thing.
3: Yeah, that was his thing, man. So I I think adding to the trenches, adding to that, it makes sense, man. And and he's one of those dudes where you know you I think he will. Fit. I don't think he's going to start or anything right away or anything like that. But I mean he's somebody that could be a rotational guy over the next year or two and then somebody that maybe could start with you know his third year so
0: well I mean also I mean you look at the health I mean Teron Armstead has I mean before he even got to the Dolphins and he was with the Saints had health issues you know so that's something that you have to you know keep in mind and then Austin Jackson has had the same thing like this offensive line has dealt with injuries so there is a chance he gets on the field
3: and then this dude here you know his strength is run blocking Mm-hmm. you know so they 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 specifically went towards that and and aimed towards that you know because that's what they're trying to do they they got they they got the passing game going they they got they opened up to it they're going to do it a little bit more this year but the running game they want to get going as well they really really, really want to get that going and you know somebody that you can fit in you know from time to time to be a rotational player this this guy right here ryan hayes is one of those dudes man so that's what I really like about their draft when I point out, you know, who they draft.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Most definitely. Henry, I'll swing this one to you as we look at our expectations for the Dolphins. Uh, wh- how does the, wh- How's the defense going to look? What do you think the offense is like and the record?
1: Well, we already know on, on the offensive side of the ball, they are hands down the fastest team in the league on the offensive side of the ball, especially with that running back that they drafted out of a, uh,
0: was well, the A and M he went it's to the A and M, Devin A chain, man.
1: Yeah.
0: So I liked him as a uh, yeah, I like where they got him too.
1: So they're they're fast as hell over there on the offensive side of the ball. The big man it's it's so it's so hard to say where this team is gonna be because it literally depends on one person and that's Tua. And I honestly feel like if he gets one concussion, do you do you do you play him
0: again this year? I feel like almost like it's a good question. I, I, to even think that he's going to play football this year is a questionable exactly, thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? So That's what I'm saying. It, it literally all depends on him. But like I
1: said, if he gets a concussion, you, you know, I like if he gets a concussion, the eyes on that team are going to be, everybody's like, what are they going to do? Is it like, do you sit him a month? Do you plan the rest of the year? So I don't know. It, it, this team is hard. We, we know the talent is there. We already know the talent is there. So, man, it, it, it's a tough one for me. Because, I, I, you know, we just talked about this offensive line and the injuries that they've been dealing with, and the history of the injuries that they've had. I'm, I'm a I'm – The defense, I think, is going to be nasty too. I, I do. You're right. But that defense – the defense can be as great as it can, but if Tua ain't playing, it ain't going to be Right,
0: ready. exactly. Yeah, He's then done. we got Mike White versus Tyler yeah, Thompson. So yeah, so and an and O-line that could be hurt. I hear you. So it's so it's so tough because
1: Tua been having an injury history since going back to college, coming to the pros. Injury history still follows him. So, man, I, I'm going to give him – shit. I'm going to give him nine wins, and that's hopefully with Tua – you know, knock on wood, stays healthy and all. Um, but George, just like you alluded to, I believe that defense will be nasty too. It sucks that Jalen Ramsey did get hurt, so you're probably going to miss for maybe the first month of the season, maybe somewhere month the around half there, yeah, of the season. So that, that sucks, but they still got Xavier and Howard over there. Uh, they still got that great young stud safety they have over there. So,
0: and they signed Eli Apple.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that boy's sorry, man. <laughs> anyway so we we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see how Eli have oh, but this this whole season literally depends on one player and that's and that's two health, so well, like I said, one concussion can literally derail their whole entire season, so it's up in the air but i I'm, I'm just gonna speak on if if two is healthy if he's healthy, I'll give him nine, nine wins. ones nine wins. I think
3: that he, be Wait, hold on you say if he's healthy i'll give him you you give him nine if yeah. he's healthy,
1: yeah.
0: You don't think more if he is yeah, healthy? If he's healthy,
1: he's more. It's more wins. Uh what you got? What like eleven? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. All, right. All
0: right. Well, yeah. assuming health, Jay, eleven. Why, why, I, why, why do you leave?
1: I got eleven, man? I mean, I
3: just feel like this this team, when you look at this team, bro, we talked about the defense. We talked about what they're able to do. It comes down. Henry brought up he brought up the points when it comes down. It comes down to the health. If Tua is if, if Tua is healthy, which I feel like I'm am I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they get through the season. I'm gonna say he gets through the season. He doesn't have no concussions. That's I'm I'm that's that's what I'm 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 hoping that's where it goes down to.
0: I feel uh, like we, we it all thinking. we all wanted to. Yeah, I know I'm gonna say it show. happens. Yeah. I'm gonna okay.
3: yeah, I'm gonna say it happens, man. Put it into say.
0: existence, bro. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna put it into the existence, man. I'm gonna throw I'm that, in that. You
0: Eat through the universe.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna say it, bro. I I think he stays healthy. You know, I I I got the Jets. I think I said I got the, I got the Jets at ten. Give them, yeah, get, give them eleven, man. Give them eleven because I just feel like I really like. We talked about we talked about the defense. You already went over the defense and who they've added. Jalen Ramsey missing is gonna hurt the team. That is a, that is a concern, you know. But they are able to get pressure on the QB. They got Vic Fangio there, which is Henry, like you brought up. You know, I mean, that was the best hire. Would you say? Would you say again, the best hire said in one the, home the
2: league? The best, one yeah, of the best. best, hire.
3: Yeah, one of mean,
2: the
3: best hire. yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like you know that right there. Adding him and with the pieces that they have there, I feel like that's really that's that's going to add a, a, another boost to the defense that was already really solid there. Um, and then, yeah, so I I I believe, man. I I just think. I think he's gonna stay healthy, man. I think he stays healthy, you know, and and you know, they their duo of the quarterback, I mean the wide receivers there with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, man. I, I think I think they're gonna do some damage, man. I think they're gonna do some damage. A lot of damage. You know, they won, what was it?
0: They won nine games. Nine. Last year. They
3: won nine last year. And that was an up and down, you know, situation with two. And they won nine you know and they really fell apart at the end was towards the middle yeah towards the middle and the end they fell apart so do, yeah. do,
1: do do you think they beat the Chargers week
3: 1? Yeah, yeah, I think they beat them week
1: 1. I
3: think they beat them week 1, bro.
1: You got to think Kellen
3: Moore, we're going to get to them, but I mean they learned a new offense over there. You know they got a new offense coordinator, did you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Kellen Moore well, for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the Chargers I'm yeah, just he ha- saying, ha- ha-
1: like ha- that. got hard one day after the Empire. fired.
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's the, it's the same. I mean, you you could all say the same thing from defense for Miami chemistry. with 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 well, Vic with Fangio, right. new coordinator there too. Right, So that's the I game mean, of the week. That the both applies. But I do, yeah. I think that's a dope game, and I can see that one going either way. I mean, we'll we'll get to the Chargers. We get to the Chargers, but yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. I think they win that game, though. I definitely win. do. You think they beat the Raiders?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. You
3: yeah. <laughs> 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 have what, what week? What week? What week is that? What week is that? Put it, Put it this way. Put it this way. Put it this way. Put it.
0: Okay, shit, we'll they beat it, the Raiders any week. Well, he
3: got it. He 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 got it down. He got it down. Let's bet on it. Let's bet on it. As far as the, the Miami Dolphins and the Raider game, I'm I'm down to bet on that.
0: I don't want to bet money against my not team. you, not you. Oh, so come okay, on
3: okay. Him, The one that spoke on it. I'll Miami. think about it. Oh, okay, I
0: so. shit. If I wasn't a Raiders fan, I'd, I'd sign up. But I'm a Raiders fan. I will never. Yeah, uh, I can't. Wasn't, wasn't <laughs> I can't put that into the universe.
2: You can give me minus three hundred. I'll bet on it. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. No, uh, it's hey, I, I get it. We'll we'll talk about the AFC West
0: when we talk about the AFC West with those teams. But J eleven wins, man. Um, yeah, eleven wins. That's I don't think that's too I don't think that's too crazy, especially if this team's healthy. Uh, Lebos, same question to you. Um, Vegas has this team at nine and a half. Henry obviously coming in at nine. J at eleven.
2: Where do you fall? Tua was to play fifteen or more games. I'd put them at twelve or thirteen. I think they're that good. Am yeah, that let's do of?
0: the assumption that he's that he's healthy. I mean, we we can never predict injuries, so let's just do the assumption that he plays. Yeah, fifteen games. That's that's a good number.
2: If he plays fifteen or more games, I could see them winning twelve or thirteen. I really think they're that good, and we're going to get to it in a minute here. I think the Bills are going to maybe not be as maybe not be as great as as everyone thinks they will be, but we'll get to it in a second. Um, so something I something I found while I was uh gambling was um yards per route run. Mm-hmm. You know who number one is? Kyrie Kill. Kyrie Kill. You know who number three is, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. duo is insane. And it's when insane, they have bro. a guy, when they have a guy throwing to them that can actually put it where it needs to be, you're not stopping them. And the offense is going to keep getting better. The defense, like you said, was already good. People are talking about, uh, you know, oh my god, they're without Jalen Ramsey. That's a big loss. Except the thing is, they didn't have him last year, and they were still really good, right? So then you bring in Vic Fangio, who already worked with Bradley Chubb. The, I mean, that team, that team in every aspect, I didn't look at their special teams enough to talk on it, but defense, offense, dude, that team's got everything they need. If, if Tua if Tua is under center, that team has everything they need to unseat the Bills.
3: I mean, what do you think? What do you think, since we're talking about Miami and the Ravens, Henry, what do you think is going to happen with that? I mean, because y'all can't give up. You talk about our team.
1: What do you think going to happen this, this time around? I think we're going to win. We should have won last time.
3: How do you think though? I mean, oh, okay?
1: Okay, okay, okay. I think we're gonna win.
0: I can see. I mean, that game was that game was crazy. That was like just an absolutely insane wall to wall game.
1: Point lead, yeah. Kyle Hamilton blew a missed assignment that gave up that Tyreek Hill like fifty yard touchdown. What week is that? We play them at the end of the year, November, uh, December thirty first. Yeah, Lamar got to stay healthy too.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, for both. I mean, for both, we could be looking at you know who knows what they'll be like when we get to December how long that season is but i mean i think it's definitely fair to think you can like those are two those are two really good teams we've been talking about this since we've been doing these previews how stacked the afc is yeah and it's just another example of it so
2: the afc is a meat grinder and the afc east is is it's the blades it's, it's, the AFC. Oh, that's it's how what like everybody it. <laughs> it's what everybody said the afc west was going to be last year right. but the one thing about the afc west last year was while we all were wondering can all four teams make the playoffs it's it shook out that it wasn't even close to that. It was it was too bare. So that that makes that's part of why I hedge on on these on these predictions for wins and losses. Awesome.
0: I think uh, my win total for this Dolphins team. I'm coming in. I, I like the number eleven also. I think that sounds really solid for this squad. I think the one. I mean, we talked about the offense a lot throughout this preview, but and we did mention the defense. But to get a little bit into uh, the defense, a couple of different people that I want to highlight. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey wasn't there last year. He changes. You talked about this a little bit, LeVos. To me, he just changes the ceiling for what the defense can be. They can still be very good without him, and he's going to probably come back, and we'll see what he's like after that injury when he does come back. But still, you have Javon Holland. You have Bradley Chubb, who's as a secondary pass rusher, th- tertiary pass rusher even, is that's a really good dude to have. They brought in David Long Jr. from the Titans, who last year was one of my guys. I just, as a linebacker, that dude is so active. He reads the run so well. And I think he's just going to plug in and be that guy that just, you know, replaces the previous linebacker that they had there before. Jalen Phillips and Christian Wilkins. Mm-hmm. Those two dudes. First, like, yeah. yeah
3: we talked, you know, we got podcasts talking about him when he was coming out.
0: Mm-hmm. He was both our top edge rusher that year. Yeah. When he was coming out of Miami, right? Miami. Yeah. Yeah. You. He, I think this dude, we could be like, like, you know, everyone knows listening to the show. I've talked about Brian Burns a lot. My other edge rusher, like personal guy right now, Jalen Phillips would be him. They last year really tapped into his ability to use him just kind of as this, okay, who do we want to single out? Which lineman is the most trash on the other team? All right, Jalen, go destroy that dude all game long. And when they put him on the inside against guards, They know that they have to be able to spec his speed rush and his bend on the outside. And Jalen realized that early on in the season last year and then developed an inside counter swipe that was just brutal. And that dude, I think, is just going to continue to expand on that skill set. With Christian Wilkins over there, he is one of the most underrated defensive tackles in the NFL. He is going to get extended to big money here pretty soon. You combine Vic Fangio and what he's able to do on the back end and the rushing techniques that he's going to be able to teach these guys up front. I mean, just think about like, you know, the the Vic Fangio defenses that you remember, not the head coaching job that he did when he was in Denver, but like the Vic Fangio defenses when he was in San Francisco, when he was in Chicago, even when he was there in Denver, that defense was still good. Mm-hmm. And I think with the players that they got here, we're going to get a lot out of them. Mm-hmm. So. To go to the offense, the only other thing, uh, you guys did a great job talking about the receivers, the passing game, Tua's health. Agree 100%. I think another unsung part of that, and we talked about it just a little bit, Tua's health also to me is dependent upon Teron Armstead's health. And if he can't be healthy, that's going to then, like let's say Tua is healthy and the line is bad again, we're going to get more of what we had from this team you know, in Tua's rookie year where the offensive line was so bad the guy just was, like, basically trying to get rid of the ball before anything substantial could develop. And that's that's something I think that could be, you know, a, a factor here. Because last season, numbers-wise, they were lighting it up early in the year. When Tua came back, particularly that Chargers game on uh, – it, it was a Monday night game, I think it was. That Chargers – or a Sunday night game, it was in L.A. And, yeah, it was a Sunday night game. Miami at the Chargers. And the Chargers needed to get that win to be able to sustain their playoff hopes. And they did. And we saw a a shift from Brandon Staley. And we saw Tua and this offense look more flummoxed than they had been when they had most of their dudes healthy. And so towards the end of the year, even against the Packers, Tua had a really bad game against Green Bay at home. So, And that really, to me, was because Teron Armstead and the offensive line was having their issues. So obviously, we all know the trenches. We talk about that a lot. Those two go hand in hand. But assuming health as we are here sitting in the early parts of August, yeah, we got to assume it's going to be where where we all hope it to be. And with that, I got him at 11 wins. So we'll move on to the last team that we're going to talk about tonight. This is the Buffalo Bills. Excited to get to this one because uh, <laughs> I've talked to both of you guys about this team before this pod. So, uh, yeah, glad to glad to talk about this squad and I think rightfully so. In 2022, they were 13 and three, seven and one at home, and six and two on the road. Division champs in the AFC East for the third straight season. And they tied for the best record in franchise history last year. Beat the Dolphins in the wild card round 34 to 31, which was a crazy set of chaotic plays back and forth. Almost lost that one. And then (laughs) absolutely. Yes, to Skylar Thompson. To Skylar Thompson, no less. Uh, Lost to the Bengals in the divisional round 27 to 10 and big Lou and that defense for Cincinnati absolutely had Josh Allen uh, flustered in that game to swing to you, Jay, uh, the bills. uh, I'll actually want to swing to both you guys for this one. Um, Last year, what did you think of this team?
3: I just feel like, you know, this team was what we expected it to be when it came down to the regular season. We wanted to see what they was able to do in the playoffs and, you know, and, I mean, they handled business. They came out thirteen and three, which is this season. I'm expecting them to do close to that. I do have them winning this division um, because that they take care of business. They do have the talented team. They they have all of that, but it's really getting over, you know, the Bengals, the Chiefs, especially the Chiefs. I mean, the Bengals. You know, I mean, I'm 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 kind of,
0: you know, but I don't la- know last where now. it was last year. It was I mean, the postseason they had a Bengals was the one that they didn't seem to be able to. They back. couldn't. Yeah,
3: they couldn't. But with Joe Burrow, his question. I know it's a calf. I know he'll. You know, he'll be back or whatever. But I mean, I'm. You know, he's had some injuries. He's had some injuries early on in his career. So that's kind of, you know, concerning a little bit. But for the most part, man, it's the Chiefs, and I think that's where they need to really get over the hump. You know, and I, I you know, I know you got. You know, I got you got questions to ask and get through. But when you just look at this team, man. I think one thing I will say, Sean McDermott, really calling the defensive plays here. I think he's had enough. Not saying that Leslie Frazier was terrible or trash or anything like that. I just think he wants to do it his way, and he wants to see what he can get out of these players, you know, um, because they 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 have the talent. They did. They they had a key loss, obviously, in Tremaine, but I do think that it comes down to the defense, in my opinion, man. It's making a stop.
0: I mean – Last season specifically with the defense, like what do you think their issue was?
3: If I have to go off of – okay, so if I have to go off of last year and I have to go off the defense, I think it was really, really getting to the QB and really putting really putting the QB down, man. I, I mean, because the secondary – you have the secondary. You have the secondary is there. It's really making those key stops. You know, and I when you think of key stops, key stops, you think of really sacking the quarterback. And I feel like that's something that they did they did at a at a certain level, but they didn't did it they didn't do it where where it really mattered,
0: you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They've just been like kinda average. They
3: was average, especially when it came down to the playoffs. And that's what to me what what why I think, you know, Sean McDonald really wants to go into a different level, you know, with him calling the plays. So, you know, um, that's that. Yeah, that that's where it comes down to, man. It, it comes down to really being able to make those key stops. And Sean McDermott being the defensive guy, being the head coach, you know, he he him feeling like you know, okay, let's 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 see, you know, let me do this. You know, I, I like that. I do like that step because the run game. We talked about it a little bit, you know, early on today and, and a couple of days ago, you know. The run game, I don't think is really going to change. I don't care who they get back there,
0: whether it's mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, who, whether we'll we'll get to our our season expectations here. Yeah, here, here I'm just
3: saying, yeah, I, you know, I'm just saying. I, I just feel like, you know, it's 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 a lot more than than you know than than just you know what we, what we see. I, I feel like it, it comes down to the play calls on the defense. Mm-hmm. The offense, they, they're not concerned about. They got what they got on the offense, I don't think they're going to change that at all. I think it comes down to the defense. and They got the right guy calling the plays. They got the head coach calling the plays, and that's how it should be.
0: So, so last year, LeVos, 13-3, regular season, and a lackluster postseason performance. And that's kind of where, at least with this Bills team, where you've got to start the conversation, because we know what they can be until we get to that January type of football. And Last season, what did you think of this squad?
2: <clears throat> well, last season they were I mean, they were epic on offense. They looked great even through the Josh Allen injury. Um you know, the the UCL sprain, he 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 looked a little sloppy. Um I mean his interceptions were high, but that you know, you sprain a UCL, there's pitchers who miss a year and a half in baseball for uh tearing that thing. So it's gonna affect you. Um but they are what I expected, kind of out of them on offense. Uh, I think they're running Josh Allen way too much, and he addressed that um, because there's really a lack of creativity. I think on the in the run game, uh, whether it be just commitment to the run game or how they scheme the run game, I just I just think there's a lack of creativity there. But yeah, in the playoffs, it was, I mean, they we talked about this. To me, the issue with them is somewhere in the coaching because uh we uh, we went back we went back and talked about um you know the year before uh how the hell do you have somebody on the 25 yard line with one timeout and you let them get field goal range with 13 seconds two timeouts I, I thought i thought they had one
0: they had two cuz they both just went right down the seam both times same exact
2: play i thought one of them was a sideline throw all right screw it whatever uh you still can't screw that up so regardless uh but last year's playoffs okay how are you almost losing at home to Skylar Thompson, a Miami team on the road in Buffalo in January? That's never supposed to happen with a good quarterback, let alone Skylar Thompson. And you follow it up by putting up 10 points against the Bengals. Yeah. There's something There's something there with the playoffs that they are not prepared. Right. They come out not prepared is what I see from them in the playoffs. And that's why I'm so low on them. Not in the regular season, but overall, like something has to change. Because we've seen it two, we seen it two playoffs in a row where they weren't prepared. So thirteen seconds left, seven timeouts, they still weren't prepared. I don't care how many, mm-hmm. they weren't prepared. Mm-hmm. And then last postseason, they weren't prepared twice. They just got lucky that they were playing Skylar Thompson and were able to win that game. You mm-hmm. imagine what we'd be talking about right now if they lost to the Dolphins at home in the wild card round to a third string quarterback. Yeah.
0: I think it would be yeah, it'd be it'd be worse obviously results wise, but I still think the same question would. For this season, the same question would exist. Like, you are this team in the regular season. What are you when it really matters?
2: I think we know right now,
0: to an extent, until they prove us wrong. Exactly, exactly. To expand a little bit on what that team was in the regular season, I mean second in points per game and yards per game. Rushing yards, seventh, most of which comes from Josh Allen, either by design or by freelancing. They don't really have much of an under-center running back, traditional running game. Rush yards per carry. They were tied for second in the league at 5.2 again, largely from Josh Allen. 15th, dead league average, but most of that is from Josh scrambling when plays break down. Passing yards, they were seventh. Passing attempts, they were eighth. Josh Allen last year had a lot he had a lot more plays that reminded me of his Wyoming days in college. Looking at him as a prospect, Jay, I remember you and I were like, this dude's not going to be like much in the NFL. And it was a lot of his er erratic throws, which is what we saw last season. (laughs) Seventh most picks in the NFL last year. And, like, key crucial ones, just playing reckless. They were seventh most fumbles lost per game last year. And, you know, the offensive line wasn't very good. They ranked 22nd against 22nd in pass blocking and 28th in run blocking, according to PFF grades, as a collective team metric. Points allowed defensively, they were second. Only allowed 17.9 points per game. Sixth, against, uh, sixth in total yards allowed at just a tick over 319. They allowed the 15th most passing yards per game, fifth fewest rushing yards allowed per game. And like you said, Jay, right in the middle of the pack on sacks and pressure rate came in at 14th last season in both. They were lower in terms of their blitz rate, only blitzed about 19% of the time. That just wasn't their MO. They were a team that relied on coverage mostly. Which, according to the numbers, was reflected by PFS collective coverage grade, landing them at tenth overall. As you look at the coaching staff, and uh, this one is is big. We, we both had talked about him, Sean McDermott in his seventh year over there. Uh, Jay, you mentioned it, taking over his play th- play calling duties. Twenty three years as an NFL coach, he is part of the brain trust with Brandon Bean, the GM. They both came over at the same time and have been good. But obviously, what we'll get to in our season expectations, can they be great, is the biggest test. Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator in his second year, been with the team since 2019, was tasked with being able to be the man to replace Brian Dable and what he did over there before he left to go over to the Jets. And Dorsey was also previously an eight-year backup quarterback. Jay, I'm going to ask you this question since we're here. What did you think of him as an offensive coordinator?
3: Wait say that say that one more time said Ken time.
0: Dorsey as an offensive Ken, coordinator I thought, I thought yeah
3: I, I thought he was pretty much the same. I thought he was pretty much the same man, man I mean because one thing that we look forward to is them running the ball and we haven't seen that don't matter who's the offensive coordinator we have not seen them really run the ball and you know Ken Dorsey didn't really do that too much i I feel like it's still much of the same pat heavy pass Josh Allen really taking over the games. You know, I you know him running the ball, him running over, him being the running back. Really, I mean, yeah. I mean that's really what what you see. So I thought he
0: was cool. I
3: thought he was. I thought he was all right.
0: I thought. He was yeah, all right. I'm with you on you that. Know, like got, a lot of a lot of Bills fans <laughs> put the blame on him for when it's, the offense had not, some dip. I think that's unfair.
3: It, it is unfair because that was how the offense was before he got there. It, it's not to me the offense is what the offense is. You know, I mean, it's Josh Allen. It's Josh Allen, and I'm, all, I'm personally I, I I would like to see them run the ball more. I, I would like to see that, but if they're if they're not going to go that route, then I would like to see them get key stops in key mm-hmm. moments, mm-hmm. you know. And it come down if, if if Leslie, who is a he's a pretty good play caller. Leslie Frazier is a pretty good play caller. I mean, he's head coach. You know, say what you want, but when it comes down defense coordinator, he's pretty solid. So if he can't get it done. Sean McDermott who is a a really good head coach and he's a defensive guy. Let him put let let him let's see what he can do. So it, to me it comes down to the stops. Josh Mc uh Josh McDaniels. Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey, I feel like the offense what they got going is pretty much what it was back then. It's not nothing really nothing's really changed with that. I would like to see them run the ball more. Mm-hmm. We have talked about the running backs that they've added, Damian, uh, um, Damian Harris. Um, they got what's the other guy they got over there? They got Damian Harris. They got they added Latavius Cook.
0: Murray. They added uh, Darrington Murray. Evans, even from Arizona. They still have James Cook, who they took in the second round last year.
3: Yeah, yeah, James Cook. But uh, Damian Harris, I'm I'm assuming is supposed to be the number one back.
0: But I think so. But, like he's just that he type has like, to for be, what they need. But,
3: the, but that's the thing, though. That's the thing. You had Zach Moss, you had Zach Moss who, who, you know, it didn't work out, but they drafted in the 3rd round. You had Singletary, Devin Singletary who they drafted in the 3rd round the year previously, you know, and it didn't work out. That's why I don't think the running game is what they're really trying to do.
0: I just think You don't think they, even this year?
3: I don't, bro. I don't okay. I don't care who they had. It. I I I I, I think
2: I've heard I've heard that they're. I've heard from Bills reporters like that, but just not like I know any Bills reporter shit. But like, um, what I've heard in reporting, like out of Bills camp, is that they're they are propping up James Cook as hard as they can because of how they broke his confidence last season when he had opened with that fumble. They're, yeah, they're that was his him first up. touch. I remember that. I know, and they're talking him up a lot. And yeah, saying, against the Rams because
0: oh, that was Week One Thursday night. Yeah. Yep, first and game they're of like,
2: the oh, he, They're like, "Oh, he's lightning fast. He's this and that. His blocking is this. Is this." Like they're talking him up, like, like Damian Harris is not going to be the starter. Like James right. Cook right. is going to be carrying that first ball, come, coming out of the locker.
0: Yeah, and then Damian Harris has 15 carries to so James Cook's four.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> after the game. Well, I'm just, just, I'm just saying though. Right now, like, what, know, right. what he said was uh, like, that like the Damian Harris to be a starter, Pretty, it, it he, may be. but – they're trying to they're trying to not lose that on not they're trying to not lose on that pick because the running game has been such dog shit. Right. Yeah,
3: it now. has. And I don't yeah, think Ken, I you know, I don't think I think Ken Dorsey, what he did last year, is pretty much the same. And I think what mm-hmm. you know what what it's gonna be this year is gonna be pretty much the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. they was better yeah. off just seeing what Joe Brady could do, the quarterback's coach. Just see just see what he can do. You know, I mean
0: I, I just he's called my, plays and we like what he did, yeah. I just yeah.
3: I, I don't see too yeah. much of difference in offense. I don't I don't I don't care who they got back Yeah. I'd like the running back they had back there in the past. They didn't use them. So you know.
0: Singletary Singletary was pretty solid, like Jitterbug style. He wasn't like necessarily like a dirty, dirty down back, but like he could make people miss pretty well. And they um, used him, But yeah. They really use they use and them, the bro. offensive line and the offensive line they had just is not inspiring. <laughs> In run blocking. In run blocking. Did, they didn't do them favors. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. Run yeah, blocking. They, yeah, in run blocking. Yeah, they didn't just really do a bunch. You know, it just was meh. Yeah, it was not not impressive. Uh to look further at the staff, you mentioned Joe Brady, Jay, his sixth year as an NFL coach, or sixth year as a coach overall. LSU O C in 2019 as well. Won a title with Joe Burrow. Game they have a game management and assistant receiver coach. I always think it's interesting to see how these staffs delegate. What's that? Assistant (laughs) to Stefan Diggs?
2: That's just just for Stefan Diggs.
0: That's it. Game management. His name is Mark Lubick, assistant to Stefan
2: Diggs.
0: (laughs) 12-year NFL coaching experience, six years in the college ranks, and spent two years as an NFL scout for the Rams. Running back coach is Kelly Skipper. Been there for seven years. Been coaching running backs in the pro level and at the college level since 1991. Adam Henry, wide receiver coach, his first year, but 26 years college and pro coaching experience. Been with the Raiders, Browns, Giants, Niners, Cowboys, LSU, and Indiana. Senior offensive assistant is Mike Shula. He is the youngest son of Don Shula, and uh, he was the last Alabama head coach before Saban took over. 2003 to 2006 honestly forgot who that guy was until i was doing the research for this pod to be honest with you uh kyle Shermer, offensive quality control coach first year son of pat Shermer, in his fourth year of coaching they do not have a dc on the roster right now and we've talked about sean mcdermott being the one to call plays and uh we're going to see how that that ends up panning out his specialty primarily has been with safeties, so uh, and they've got a good a good group of safeties over there, especially when you not only consider Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. You look at the free agent ads, and one of them is Taylor Rapp, safety out of Washington, who's been more of a, a tackler, a guy that's really successful in the run game and may or may not necessarily been the best against the pass. But he comes over after playing 90% of the snaps for the Rams and a couple of other notable names that they added. Puna Ford, defensive tackle coming over from Seattle. They mm-hmm. also added Leonard Floyd. Jay's boy, yeah, oh, over there from the Rams. Come on <laughs> over, uh, Damian Harris. We mentioned Brandon Shell, right tackle from Miami, played seventy-two percent of the snaps for them last season. They also brought Trent Sherfield over from the Dolphins as well. Connor McGovern, guard out of the who played for the Cowboys last year, who was pretty so, pretty solid, solid as a guard. Solid. That's solid. Yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, he had a good season last year, and he comes over as a guard for them this year. And we mentioned Latavius Murray, at or losses that they had. Uh, biggest one has got to be biggest one has got to be Tremaine Edmonds uh, going over to Chicago, got paid, paid, paid. And then beyond that, we mentioned uh, Devin Singletary, Greg Van Roten goes. He was another guard, comes over to our Raiders, mostly a rotational guy. Isaiah McKenzie, a, wide, a slot receiver, jitterbug type, going to the Colts. And thankfully, I think they're glad to move on from Roger Saffold, the guy who had a really good career, but just was at the end of his road, as boys to Men once famously said. So, if we look at the free agency ads, Connor McGovern in the run game, we look at the draft, Osiris Torrance guard out of Florida in the second round. We look at Damian Harris. We look at them also taking a tight end in the first round. Jay, you don't think that that, at least to me, that says some signal that they might try to look at, okay, our running game last year, and since we've been this version of ourselves, has not been anything good. They have to call – oh, go ahead. My- no, but you're, you're right. You're, it's kind of what I'm – you see where I'm going. You see where I'm going. You connected the dots, right? Going, bro. If they want to do it. Will they commit to doing I- it over the year? You just don't think so?
3: I got to see it, bro. I got to see it. I got to see it. They've been adding pieces. They've been adding pieces. From running backs to old linemen, they've been adding pieces, bro. And they have not caught those plays. They have not caught those plays. It's been Josh Allen. It's been all it Josh been. Allen. And I really think, I, I really think the key move they feel they made was Sean McDermott himself being the, the play call on defense. I, I really do. I think that I, I really do yes, I think they, I, I think they feel like it's all about making stops. I do I, I agree. I do agree. I do feel like the defense need to make those key stops.
0: I would love to see them run the ball,
3: but I've been saying that for I feel like for, I mean
0: for years. since 2020, I, I, at minimum.
3: for a while. Yeah, and they had nothing, since they've been what they are. Nothing's changed. So right. until I see it, I'll believe it. I do like the Osiris pick. That's a great pick, by the way. That's a great, great pick. Um, uh, You know, the tight end, Dalton.
0: Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. I
3: love it. I love that pick. Matter of fact, a lot of people had him being the best tight end coming out. I, I did. I like that pick. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I lost money on it. Yeah, I like that pick. I like that Did pick. you bet elsewhere, Jordan? No, I lost money on Dalton Kincaid being the first pick. Uh, oh, did who did you bet? No, I bet Kincaid. I thought you said so, you another, lost money. I, I know uh, the, Kincaid was not the first tight end oh, to go. It was, it was, what, who went first? I Kincaid. forget. I just know no, I was it. He
3: yeah, was the first Kincaid. tight end. Yeah, he went first, bro. He went first.
0: Oh, then I won hard.
2: money on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, How did that work? I, gotta, no, yeah, no, that I, I got to look into
2: that. hold on. I got to look into. We'll get to. I'll get to that later. Along with you guys, office. Yeah, okay. he,
3: uh, yeah, but all in all, though, he was the number one tight. A lot of people had him being number one. I thought that was a great pick. Osiris was a great pick. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I do like, I like, I like what they did, man. Osiris to me was their favorite pick or my favorite pick. But I just got to see it, man. You brought up I the point, man. I hear you. Yeah, I just got to see the play calling happen because that's the thing with Josh Allen. He's so electrifying, especially in the regular season. I mean, you you watch him play and how he's willing to take on those linebackers, those corners, those safeties. You know, I mean, you feel like he can do it all. He gets up, you know, it's it's nothing. He is the he is the quarterback but slash, you know, now I'm not going to say running back, but he he can he can get into that mold.
0: I mean, he kind of bro, like we it's you it's the skill set is I here's what I would think. I'd prefer to see Josh Allen truck linebackers jump over DBs you know, and juke safeties, like he's done. I'd prefer he save those type of gotta have moments for the playoffs. In the playoffs. Right? Because last year he sustained an elbow injury. And that elbow injury, it had a weird effect on his game. For some reason, he was still able to uncork it deep because I guess, you know, you're using more of the torque of your, of your hips driving off your back leg when you're really, you know, launching a deep one, tipping the back shoulder, etc. When you're playing more in the quick game, that's more like, you know, tedious work on your throwing motion. and might affect your elbow because that's the one area of his game when he had the elbow injury that he played through. That was the one area that really, really, really changed. If you were to watch like from week one, two, three, four, et cetera, and then go back and like look at those playoff games. Like in the playoff game, he was just all or nothing. Professor just launched the ball deep. And yeah, that was, you know, that's kind of how it went. Uh, Jordan? uh leave swing this one to you we'll do our our uh win predictions this year i kind of want to really get to these because we both talked about this this team extensively and it's kind of the writings on the wall for both of them and i want to know your expectations both
2: you guys jordan we'll start with you what's the number i'm gonna go with 11
1: oh okay.
2: okay so my reasoning is that um and i'm not obviously wishing this on anyone but it's one of those things where They've, they've put Josh Allen in so much in harm's way so much that if they keep doing it, he's eventually going to actually get knocked out for a couple of weeks. I, I don't know what happens after that.
0: Do you think it's them putting Josh Allen in harm's way or Josh Allen putting Josh Allen in harm's
2: way? No, it's, it's them putting Josh Allen in, Allen in harm's way because what, I've, because what I've been saying is that there's no creativity in the run game. There's no yeah. real commitment to it. So you can you can say, oh, I'm gonna run the ball on first and second down. Okay, but if you just run really vanilla run plays mm-hmm. and you don't change it up and you don't get creative and you don't mix up your play calling, well, you're not gonna really do anything with those first two run plays. And one of one of the stats that I that I was that I found about their running game was that they were like third or fourth or something like the like top five in yards before first contact. And so That, to me, that that comes from Josh Allen running. So their chunk yardage comes from Josh Allen running the ball. Because running backs running the ball are making contact early. You know, running backs, Mm -hmm. you see the yards after first contact. But when you see the yards before first contact, and they're up there in it, and they don't really have a running game with the running backs themselves, that's because Josh Allen is scrambling around and making those yards afterwards. They're putting him in that situation because they don't develop a run game. They haven't developed a good offensive line. They haven't developed a creative offense. It's just been, hey, Josh Allen can pass all of a sudden. Let's just let him wing it and sling it all over the field. And he's done a good job of it. He's great. But I I just worry that eventually he's, it's going to catch up to him to a certain extent. It almost did last year. And I, I honestly actually thought it was going to catch up to him last year with that ucl injury i thought that really might like linger and really really hamper their ability to to move the ball um it didn't he was he's he's quite the athletic freak uh it's i mean it's like
0: how how his elbow injury yeah no i can still launch it 50 yards like i can still
2: do that yeah yeah, (laughs) there's very few people in the world that can pull that off and so i kind of bet against him and he proved me wrong but another year of that how many how many years do you do that so 11 wins and
0: of course as we all know the the biggest test is the postseason where how do they fare in that regard
1: mm,
2: great question i mean there it is i i until i see anything different maybe here's the thing maybe Taking Sean McDermott away from the offense completely by making him focus so much on the defense without actually having a DC, maybe that actually just, uh, you know, lets Ken Dorsey, uh, you know, in, install some real offense. Maybe I, I mean, you take I always fingerprints- wonder, like,
0: like you're a head coach, right? Sorry to cut you off, but like you're a head coach, you have you have your specialty. It's defense. He Sean McDermott never called the offensive plays, and how much do we think it like that's the part of it like where i where i ask like it's just is it like they don't call the run plays right but is it josh also just like f it i'm gonna take off and run and rather than run out of bounds you know not truck someone basically what i'm saying long way to a short question i get where you go is it is it mcdermott who's obviously he's a head coach he could step in and say no run the ball more
2: i don't care period and be done with it well it's a philosophy my thing is the philosophy. So if the defense doesn't honor the run game and Josh has to drop back with, you know, seven or eight people in coverage, because they don't give a shit about the run game. And he's the one going, fuck it. I got to run and get out of the pocket. Is he looking at the defense and they're going, he's going to pass and we don't care if they try to run it. Cause they can't run it. Right.
0: I mean, they, they do get, you know, those light box looks and all those sort of things. Cause teams don't respect the run. They will dare the bills to run. A lot of teams have, and they, For the most part, they haven't. We talked about that this whole entire time. So in the postseason, do they obviously 11 wins that puts them in the postseason, you know, in in this uh, we've seen 11 win teams do not make the postseason. But I would assume that's where you have them going with that win total. Do they get over that divisional round hump? They've only landed themselves in the AFC title game once with this roster and they lost to the Chiefs. And, of course, they're going to be there again, most likely, and the Bengals as well, and in many other teams. The AFC, as we talked about, some murderous
2: row squads. How far do they go? I, I, I honestly, the AFC is the toughest it's ever been. So if they weren't getting to the Super Bowl before this, I don't see why they get any closer now. Mm. I mean, I could see them losing. With how tough the AFC is, you get a bad matchup, and you have a couple bad... Uh, you know, a couple games missed with injury, you end up in a tough wild card matchup. You could be out in the wild card round, and I wouldn't be surprised if they were, unless something changes drastically.
0: Do you think I want? I want? I want to for both of you guys and all of us just to think because we know this is where this team is. Wh- where does their season come to an end? It's a
2: shot in the dark. Who the hell knows? Honestly, uh, there's so many unknowns to it. But I'll just because I've already been so down on them, um, I'll say I'll say divisional round again.
0: They lose in it. The, okay. They get to the division round, lose there. Okay. Yeah. 11 win season, one playoff win. Okay. Same as this. Year. Okay. 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 Nice. Jay, uh, you've talked about it comes down to the stops. You've talked about how much you want this Bills team to run the ball. What's your win total? How does the season go? And where is their last victory in the postseason, assuming you have them there?
3: I got them in the postseason. I got them winning the division. I got them at 12 wins. Um, you know, I got them. Getting out of the first round. This is where it becomes tough, man. Because It does. two it teams, really does. It's two teams that they could run into that they could that they could beat, that they could lose to. Um, and they've lost to. So man. And I feel like I'm always picking them. <laughs> I feel like I'm always – You can't quit him, huh? You can't, you
1: can't quit him? I
3: feel like I can. I feel like I can. But then when this I the look year? at, you know, I – this – this I don't know, man. I I am concerned. I will say this. I will say this. I'm concerned with Joe Burrow and his injuries. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, he should be back. So that eliminates one team, in my opinion. I, I feel like that I, – I don't know. I, I'm going to say I just don't really know what, what he's going to be like, the going to be like. And being gone for a little minute. I'm going to say they get to the AFC championship game, man. Okay. okay. I'm going to say they get to the AFC championship game. I'm going to say Sean McDermott makes a difference. He makes a difference in his play calling. As far as what exactly, uh, I, I just think, you know, really getting to the QB, uh, you know, I mean, he's worked with both. Well, we didn't really talk about him. Um, I kind of really want to talk about him a little. Not really, but I just want to talk about a little. Eric Washington, who they got as a defensive line coach, who will be also assistant head coach over there, which is basically the same role that uh, Leslie had. He was line
0: coach. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Yeah. Uh, they worked together in Carolina, and, and you know, I, I think maybe they'll work together, or they will. They'll work together here and, he knows what Sean wants to do and, and maybe he can really chime in a little bit and, you know, they could really, you know, do a little bit, you know, do some things a little bit different. He worked with Leslie too over there in Philadelphia back in the day from, I think from 99 to 2002, somewhere around there, they worked together as well. But the pre, I mean, as far as like present, Sean McDermott and Eric has really worked together in the present time here. So, you know, maybe that helps out. So. I'm going to say they get to the AFC championship game, man. I'm going to say they get there. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, they, they're they able to really do a little bit more on defense. I just, as far as the offense, I think it's pretty much going to be the same. I spoke on that. So I got them winning the division. 12 wins. I had Miami at 11. had the Jets at 10. Uh, so, yeah, I got them at 12, man. It's really close division. They can go either or with all three teams. Um, I'm less concerned with this team when it comes down to regular season. I'm not you – know, like when it comes down to regular season, I'm, I'm not concerned.
0: I'm not yeah, concerned. Yeah, they, they got that covered pretty much.
3: Yeah, they got that covered. It comes down to – because when you look at the other teams, we talked about Miami. We talked about Tua and his health. We talked about the Jets and their offensive line and their health. When you talk about Buffalo, it's not really a health issue it's just really being able to take care of business in the the
2: postseason.
0: Yeah. Like it's like the difference between what they're going to do in the regular season is like 13, 12, 11.
3: Right. That's that's regular. I'm not trying to, you know, hopefully everything, you know, they stay healthy and all that. Cause anything can happen, but I'm expecting them to do, to to expect, you know, to, for them to be healthy for the most part. So, so yeah, give me uh, 12 wins and an AFC
0: championship game appearance. Yeah. Okay. I think there are Vegas has this team at ten and a half wins for the season. I honestly think there are five teams that everything goes right could derail this team when the postseason rolls around. I do. Jets could do it if it's clicking. Ravens could do it. KC, obviously. And then Miami. And then maybe even, you know, Cincinnati as well. And if we get there
1: all teams with health.
0: Uh, of
3: Mark course jackson like, but, joe burrow right, you're, you're right. I mean, these guys
0: nobody's uh, been there. You're, you're right of course that's the thing but when we get there and let's say it's that health they've got over that health bug right it could still like if we get there and that's the reality where okay the Bengals are the health is cool joe burrow's joe burrow's I- injury was a thing of the past it was an afterthought <sighs> yeah easily big lou in that offense yeah a hundred percent it like Miami. Let's say they assume the health. We we assume we hope the health. The health that you were putting into the universe that 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 exists. The only right? team, real quick, real quick not to cut you off, not to cut you off, that. not to cut
3: you off or anything like that. The only team that I feel like you know because right now Lamar has been back to back seasons. The last, the, the end of the season, he's only, I think it's what from ten games or the last maybe four or five games he hadn't been able to play. Joe Burrow obviously got the health issue. Tua as of right now is ready to go. Joe's not. Lamar's ready to go, but because of the back-to-back injuries, I'm concerned with that. So those top teams, the only team that I could really I really feel like maybe can get there and really challenge Buffalo would be Miami just because when you look at yeah no, Kansas City, too. I'm just talking about the teams you – well, I, I don't know. If you yeah, I said so the Chiefs, City. yeah. Okay, he said Chiefs. Okay, so Chiefs, obviously. Chiefs, obviously. But outside of those other three teams, the Bengals, the Ravens, Miami, if I got to choose between those three, I would choose Miami. Because Tua – one thing I will say about Tua, although he had a concussion issue last year, he's not really known for the the concussions, really. I mean, he. there were some, some tough cases last year. But for the most part – He's been pretty, pretty stable with the...
0: With, with yeah, apart from the last season, health has never been a concern with him. You're right, 100%. You know. Right. But, and, but we all know, and if, as the NFL season goes, you know, it's, it's a violent game. It can happen. But I'm saying if, if injuries don't impact or derail a team and things click into place the right way, all, all of those teams, even potentially, potentially, I'm not going to predict it, but potentially, I would not be shocked if even the Chargers draw this team in the wild card and beat them. Hell no. I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked.
3: Okay, they, they came and they oh, –
2: okay, yeah. I'm glad you said it, not me. Yeah.
0: I would <laughs> Look, I could even see a universe. Again, this is how the AFC is. I could see – Jaguars. Exactly. I could see a universe where, oh, Josh – like, Josh Allen, like – Like what we saw with Skylar Thompson last year, like 31 points, even where Josh Allen was like, he put up 34, like on the defense. Like it's just, this is how slim the margins are in the AFC. And this is how this team has towed the line. And for the regular season to put out my number, I'm going to put them down at, uh, I like 11. I like 11 wins. I do like 11 wins to happen for them there. The Dalton Kincaid draft pick, I think was a really good one to be able to give this team an underneath option. And to allow them to, if they want to philosophically take that approach, to commit more to the run game, to use some more two tight end sets to maybe go ahead and use uh, their fullback, uh, Reggie Gilliam, and to be able to commit to it against certain type of personnel groups because other teams teams aren't going to respect that run game until they see it either, and rightfully so. So, you know, maybe the, the Bills, maybe they have, I, I think Sean McDermott is a smart coach, a good coach. And I think the staff is a good staff to where they're like, look, this is how far we have went being this version of ourselves. For us to take that leap and to make that change, we got to do something different. yeah So whether or not they do that, that's what we're going to watch the games to find out. And I can't wait to do it, right. you know, but. That has to happen. A fundamental shift in their philosophy has to take place. So, you know, we'll we'll have that remains to be seen. Defensively, um, before I give my postseason prediction for them, with the loss of Tremaine Edmonds, with him going over to Chicago, that leaves the linebacking core very, very thin. Very, very thin. Matt Milano is still a stud. He's nasty. I wonder if we see this team play more dime packages. Kind of similar to the Patriots, the addition of Taylor Rapp allows them probably to be able to run more dime. That's that may be something that they look into. Where it's Milano wrapping at linebacker, Teron Johnson. Of course, they've already leaned into nickel more than any team in the NFL in the last three seasons. I mean, there were times in that game last year against the Bengals where the Bengals are out in thirteen personnel. And for everybody listening, that's one running back, three tight ends, and one wide receiver, and the Bills trot out nickel. Like, this is why the Patriots, that one season two years ago, that one game where they ran the ball every single play except for three, where Mac Jones went through the ball three times. That's why they were able to have success, because the Bills came out and said, no, nickel, this is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. Okay, I won that one at least. We do not play base, (laughs) right? So. You know, I mean, maybe I want to see if they just simply are just like, look, this is the version of the team that we are. Maybe we make change. I have them again, losing in the divisional round. I think they win the wild card, whoever it is they get matched up against. But I just think there's too many other teams right now throughout the course of the AFC that might have a little bit more firepower or at least may not be well known enough for another team to put a bullseye on what their kryptonite is like some teams can do for the Bills. Because if we're doing that here, doing this show, other NFL teams can do it, and other NFL teams teams have done it. So,
2: yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And this is going to be really interesting to watch this season.
0: It is. It
2: is. Hey, Jordan. What's up? Um, One thing I wanted to point out that I I just was having a look at it, and remember we started this thing, I was talking about how I thought the Jets were going to start off really rough because their schedule starts so rough. Yeah. The Bills are the inverse of the Jets. Their schedule through week eight is really, really easy. But if anything happens, and they happen to trip up and have a bit of a tough record through the first eight weeks, their schedule starting week nine is probably as brutal as it gets. What's it look like week nine on? You have at Bengals, against Broncos, against Jets, at Eagles, at Chiefs, Cowboys, at Chargers, Patriots, at Dolphins. So... Not only do you go on the road like against really good teams, you lose that weather matchup. Yeah. I mean That's a huge thing for Buffalo is the weather matchup. When teams uh, got to come to them, yeah. They don't have any teams coming to them that scare them. They have to go to all the teams that could scare them.
0: So throughout that any stretch, teams,
2: though, how many are home?
0: Two. Against the Cowboy- Cowboys and Patriots at home. I think they get the weather matchup on the Cowboys easily.
2: Absolutely. Um, Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Broncos and Jets also at home, but Broncos and Jets are weeks 10 and 11. And that's, you know, uh, I mean, those teams are
0: like outdoor coldish, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. So really the only advantage for the weather comes against the Cowboys. Cowboys, Otherwise you have no weather advantage or you're on the road. Right. So, and if they start, and if they just think like, if they start eight and one,
0: all of it, or seven and one or whatever it is, all of us are like, yeah, like, cool
2: at the under awesome if they start seven, dude, if they start eating one at the under because they're going to lose some games on the road
0: yeah yeah that's why i would think if they start eight and one through that and then only win three
2: more but what I'm i was say- what, I'm, what i'm what i'm saying is that if there's any stumble out of the block right mm-hmm. anything goes wrong out of the block the end of their season is brutal yeah it's going to be hard for them I to gain ground going, yeah,
3: they start yeah that's a good point before that
2: man. yeah that's yeah. a good point so they got to start super strong. Like this has to be gelling from the start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That Monday Night Football game, that's the second the second one that I'm just like, obviously being a Jets fan, but like that's the second one that I'm all about because that that, that Chargers-Dolphins game is one, and then that Bills-Jets. Bill's Damn, man.
0: That, I can't wait for the season to start just thinking of all these games.
2: <laughs> we can't do to right see. Now. I know.
0: That's going to be great. Let's go. Appreciate y'all listening to the cover zero podcast. A another set of divisions are wrapped up. We only have two more to go. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to hear some California love coming up here soon as we head out West for both divisions. Listen to the cover zero podcast here on the S S a W network. Catch y'all next week. Leave Thank you for being on the show, bro. It's been fun.